out of this house, Bob. How? You heard the preacher. You think we don't know what you're talking about when you say, take my hand? What do you mean? It's about holding hands. You watch your mouth. You know who's got hands? The devil. And he uses them for holding. Abs and a six-pack. Have you heard of it? Satan's Kingdom on the Farmington River in New Hartford. It's a beautiful spot. News 8 photojournalist Mike Piskorski details it for you in case you want to take a ride there. It's episode 128 of Abs in a Six Pack with Fletcher of the Hog Story and Lavish of Behind the Schemes. And this is a new life, son of a bitch. You brought the devil's music into our home. First of all, the Talmud called Jesus the son of Pantera at least eight times. So eight times it refers to the Lord Jesus Christ as the son of Pantera. You say, well, who's Pantera? Well, let me, it's not the metal band, you know, from the 80s. But let me tell you something. When I'm done explaining who Pantera is, you'll realize how satanic that metal band is for calling themselves that. Why are they named that? It's a blasphemous name. You know, a lot of the rock and roll uses a lot of satanic, you know, look at the names of some of these metal, you know, Judas Priest, Black Sabbath, Pantera. It broke my heart this week that on Easter week, the holiest week of the Christian calendar, some of you were more interested than Little Nas and his Nike shoes with human blood in it than you are with the blood of Christ that was spilt for you on Good Friday. And you're like, oh, the world's going, the world's going to hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, some of you call yourselves Christians. At least little Nass is being more honest than you are. You know what he's saying? I'm going to hell. That's why I'm going to wear shoes that say six, six, six. So let me tell you this. Easter says that little Nass needs Jesus. When we talked to the Jews today, we said, what if an adult converts unto Judaism? Are they going to need to be circumcised? And here's what they said. Well, you know, we don't, what we do is basically we just do a little pinprick with a needle until one drop of blood comes out, and then we just call it circumcised. 
So basically, if an adult converts unto Judaism, them getting circumcised does not have anything to do with removing their foreskin. Oh no, it's just, you know, little needle, one drop of blood comes out, and we'll just call it circumcision. That's not what God said. That's not what Abraham did. Abraham didn't get poked with a needle. Ishmael didn't get poked with a needle. I mean, this just shows you how they're not taking what God said and following it. They've got their own man-made religion. They've got their own idea. God didn't say poke it with a needle and make a drop of blood come out. You're Jewish, right? Uh, and the Bible tells us that. Yeah. <laughs> it's going down, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa. Oh, Lavish Fletcher. Long time no talk. How's it going? How's it going? Wrong kid died. Are you guys circumcised? Uh, I am, and that's because I uh, I have a covenant with God. So, there. Yes, we are of the chosen people, as they say. <laughs> very good, very they nice. You know, and I won't repeat I mean? it. <laughs> I like that. That's like a, George it it's like a George Bush laugh. <laughs> It was. Mission <laughs> uh, accomplished. Well, we uh, I'm I'm sipping on a Miller High Life, or no, no, I'm not. I'm sipping on a Miller Light. That's what it is. A Miller Light, which Ooh. is not even. It's not the champagne of beers. It's just the beer of beers, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it it's is. the original light beer. Yeah, it's the, the only reason I'm drinking beers. these is because Caleb left a 24 pack of them by accident in my fridge. So, <clears throat> shout nice. out. Such thing as accidents, only incidents. Yeah, so so people happy accidentally leaving beer. That's yeah. good. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't come back and get it. He only lives seven hours away, so. Well, just drink it real quick. Yeah. Oh, uh, to, yeah, you got to seven hours. The, Go. uh, to celebrate the black nature of our conversation, I'm drinking a Modelo Negro. Ooh, <sighs> I get it. I get what you're doing. Bitch-ass, faggot-ass, punk-ass, pussy-ass, bitch-ass, nickel! You want to do something, bitch-ass, nickel! And what are you drinking, Mr. Lavish? Uh, I'm having a cider, a dry cider made with apples. Oh, is it a is it a deep insider? Uh, it could <laughs> be deep insider. We'll uh, see where the night goes. I like that. But you know, it's made from apples, which is what Satan used or something. Not the Satan, not Satan, but the snake in the garden and the apple and the and the whatnot and yeah, so on. When I was wa I was watching a bunch of sermons of pastors, you know, in preparation, and the same in the same sermon he, within you know the course of I don't know a couple minutes he goes from talking about how Pantera and Judas Priest have satanic names to and the, and the Jews. They don't even circumcise adults. I was like, well, I have I mean, to. Yeah, that it's in. an obvious correlation there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, you know, Pantera, which you... is a, you know, Spanish for panther. That means nothing. But that, yeah, you know, if you get circumcised as an adult, they have records of a lot of people, you know, just killing themselves because apparently, it's it's a downgrade. Apparently. Uh, that foreskin is loaded with all kinds of fun stuff that you want. So, yeah, what are you going to do? Because right you got a one inch pecker. Yeah, you know what I mean? Jalapenos. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jalapenos. so I, we have some yeah. producers for this episode. I don't know if they're circumcised or not, but uh, coming in first is Sir Ryan Bimrose, the Angry te Tech Grouch, Angry Tech News. Mm. Coming in I'm with $10. Dog. 
So thank you, Ryan. Everybody go to, uh, you know, listen to Angry Tech News. It's Angry Tech News with cats. about two inches of him. Yeah. Because you got a one-inch pecker. Look how thick that is. And, uh, Actually. Two-inch thick. A, the uh, executive producer, Booberry of Behind the Schemes, coming in with 3342. Oh. Whoa. You guys, Who? Booberry? Uh, yeah, never I heard know. of him. You never, you never listen to Behind the Schemes, have you, Lovish? Uh, no, I've never listened, but I've, I've been you, on it, though. You might, uh, you might know him by his street name. Ah, uh, Miss Abu. Good to see you. And then, uh, so yeah, thank you to our two producers of the show. Big thanks. Always very much appreciated. And obviously, I'll have their respective shows linked in the show notes. And uh, Bags did this art uh, for the episode. It's Dale Gribble with demon wings and a bunch of little hidden knickknacks in there. Like he's got his fist tattoo does it say uh dale yeah and he's got a pocket sand tattoo and <laughs> i hope they have cigarettes in hell tattoo and all that stuff very very great work from bags and you can check him out at, at oh, bags yeah. draws on instagram and good lord it is storming like the dickens out there i don't know if the mic's it rained good. earlier but then it stopped so yay <laughs> me too hashtag me too <clears throat> nice bags did some uh really really fantastic art for um hog story as well earlier today and I posted a link in, in the Ooh, chat there. I haven't to, seen uh, today's. NAS post. He's done a couple ones yes. I really liked. He made the hog for the, mistress for the, for the hog story. Oh, yeah. He's he's, he's getting a, to really explore the uh, the hog with, with that theme. Oh, know? yeah, with like 12 tits. I mean, come on. Big ones, too. I like That's four big. times better than the chick from uh, Total Recall. That looks good. That's yeah. right. She only had three. You, don't, you mm-hmm. want an even set. You don't want mm-hmm. an odd set. You know, I love it. Yeah, that looks good. Two hands. Bags is Bags is like a that guy is a true talent. Yeah, he is. He, he's made so much great art for behind the schemes as well. As a matter of fact, I got drunk uh, and talked about tattooing some of his art on me on Monday when I was talking to Booberry. Nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs> well, I it is have good a, art. Uh, it is good art. He's fantastic. Mm-hmm. He, he's was doing art for OBDM for a while. And then once he started getting into the no agenda stream shows, other ones besides OBDM, he was like, Oh man, he's been yeah. providing a lot of value bags has, but anyway, so thanks to our uh, producers, Booberry and uh, Ryan Bimrose. And thanks to Ryan Bimrose for everything he does with the no agenda stream infrastructure and all that. And uh, yeah, so I have a, I don't know if you guys had anything on the docket you want to discuss, but if not, that's fine. Cause I have a smorkish board of clips. I uh, I have some, and they, um, well, you were talking about preachers. I've got uh, a couple from a guy that, he's not a preacher, but he did speak at a church. I don't know if anybody's heard of this dude, John Todd. Uh, he said his name was originally John Collins, or that was his family name anyway. Do you know anything about this guy? I, love I you. think I have Do the not. same clips. Yes. Ah, okay. He claimed to 70s? be an ex-Illuminati member. Yeah. Yes. Talked to... Uh, What's his name? Crosby. Oh, oh, okay. We might have some different David clips. Crosby. Okay. Um, well, hit me with what yeah. you got. Mm. I'll, uh, I'll just start with the, the first one. He's, uh, he's going to give us his background, okay? Nice. But this is my background, and I uh, want to say one thing before we start here for those that are newcomers. The organization that I came out of 
is a cult in religion, not in purpose. Its purpose is political and financial power, complete world rule through finance, which they believe would control the political atmosphere. It's been called by many people the Illuminati, which is called Mariah. In the United States, it's called the Council of Foreign Relations. It has many, many names wherever you go. I met Dr. Rasmussen because he had come across it through the Masons. I've met people who have come across it through political things, through financial and banking, and wherever people have seen it, they have thought that's exactly what it was. It was either in one of those realms. I came out of a realm where I knew better. I came off of a council that was in charge of dishing money out and political orders. In my area, I had 5,000 COVIDs. That meant I had 65,000 priests and priestesses. That wasn't the congregation. That was just the ministers. I saw a, a movie by Hal Lindsey on the occult where he said he believed there were 5,000 witches in the United States. There are 25,000 witches in Los Angeles City alone. So he was way under, way under short. Way under short. I'm not <laughs> sure when, the, when this was given. Um, it was in the 70s, though. Yeah, that's mm, minor from the 70s. 70s also. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that explains the audio quality of the clip there. Somebody clearly took it from a tape. Uh, and they tried their best to clean it up. So, But, um, yeah, I mean, there was a lot in that short clip. Uh, the Illuminati, they're also known as the uh, Council on Foreign Relations or the Masons or whatever. Mm. It's all the same. World domination. He, Many he names, a lot about that. one crew. And he did what? They said many names, one crew. Oh, many names, one crew. Yeah. And I tried finding uh, more about him. Uh, mm. It seems a lot of people think he's full of shit, and that is quite possible. Quite possible. He. Uh... Yeah. Well, he he loses me. Well, yeah, he lose. I have two clips from him, and it's <clears throat> two parts of the same clip, and he loses okay. me in part two. But go ahead and give me what the rest of what you got um, if you want with him. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, he's talking to the kids about rock and roll music, so uh, he, uh, he name drops a band here. Rolling Stones. Mick Jagger has told openly, over and over on television, I don't know where our Christian young people were when it was going on, that when he was in jail before the Stones was ever formed, he sold his soul to the devil. That's impossible, but he did it in it. He sold his soul to the devil to become the leading rock group in the nation, plus get out of prison. He is the leading rock group in the nation, in the world. He has wrote songs praising the devil. And I know the devil gave it to him because the devil always thinks on himself. And in one song that Jagger wrote, he said, it's not that I fool you who I am. Everybody knows who the devil is. It's the nature of my game that's confusing you. And this is why it is with Satan. See, we've got a little set of rules that Satan's supposed to obey, but he don't obey it. It's like the Illuminati. They own countries. They don't pick sides in a war. They cause a war and put both countries against each other, even though both countries belong to them. They don't have sides. They have a purpose. Satan has every religion except that which is under the blood of Jesus. So that's really uh, the point of him being there is uh, evangelical type of uh, preaching. Uh, at a Southern Baptist church, I'm guessing, he talks about being uh, in San Antonio, Texas, and running some things there, some things I couldn't find, a place called Zodiac Productions. Couldn't find anything about it. It's some kind of music publication. Hmm. Um, and this is and in the 70s, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he converted to Christianity in 72, something like that. Um I mean, there were some still 
little nuggets in there. I mean, we've all heard the Stones music, and you know, we, I'm sure you know there's an album of theirs called Their Satanic Majesty's Request. Now, of course, they just... Which is a shitty so, album, by the way. But It is, yeah. uh, because it's all drug-fueled, and the producer didn't have enough balls to tell him that anything sounded like shit. Is that the one where they're just coked out of their minds? Yeah. Uh, and they're tripping acid in the studio, and they're just having fun in there. And um, they said that they the title was a Sergeant play Pepper on words or... for... Um, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. So it was like doing was a play on words for like, like something from the Queen. And, the, and all that stuff in the orchestra. Do we cause... There was... Oh, <clears throat> yeah, there was some of that shit in there, because you can <laughs> tell they're trying to be all elaborate. There was a song... Um, oh, uh, by the drummer i want to say that was just fucking real far out there all of it is but it does mm -hmm. have a really cool lenticular cover on the album but it's got uh, a fun cover and i like the one song on it uh, lantern light i thought it was kind of a cool jam of theirs oh but, yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, i think paul mccartney is. like he he wasn't credited but he's saying on us on their song all together now why don't mm -hmm. we sing this song all together <laughs> yeah, I imagine they were just recording all this shit down the hall from each other at the same high end studio. I forget what studio they said they were at. I don't. I don't think it was like an EMI studio. Ah, um, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, who knows? Probably. Who knows? Really, I'll up in my studio. <laughs> studio. <clears throat> yeah, this this John Todd guy. I mean, he just like Trump went on and just one long run on sentence. So it was it was kind of difficult to clip without clipping more than a minute uh, at a time. But I've got a couple of more, and uh, the next kind of deal more with uh, oh, the the occulty side, his, his, his witch background and uh, music. So here's one uh, about demon inspiration. How many remember a group called Bloodstone, or Blood Rock, I think it was? DOA, the song DOA. They did... Oh, wait, before I go on, uh, have any of y'all heard that song, DOA? By a, no, a blood oh, rock. No. I've never I think heard it came either, out. But I probably heard the tune though. It came out in 1972, I want to say, and uh, they were a band from Dallas. So uh, that's how I had heard about them because they're kind of a local group. Not and, too far uh, from you. Yeah, and their 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 version of how the story was written is different from what he's about to tell us. So I'll let him say it. The song. While they were on acid, they got the words. I talked with a guy, he said a demon, well, he didn't call it a demon, he called it the spirit of this girl that he knew that had died in a car accident. It was a demon impersonating the girl. Appeared to him and gave him during this acid trip the notes, the words, and everything. They filed it with a copyright lawyer. The day after the copyright lawyer filed it, another group came in that was well-known at that time and filed the same song, note for note, word for word, and when I was in the occult, I thought it was interesting enough to check it up because I wrote for an occult newspaper and I put the story in the paper. They got it the same way. On an acid trip, the same night, from a demon in a, imitating a spirit of somebody they had known that had died. Most rock musicians get their music while on drugs or from spirit guides, which are demons. That's what the, your young people are buying and paying for. Now, I'll give you something supernatural you can file away if you don't want to receive it or take it home and, and get in the Word and see if it's possible. When witches write a book, they cast a spell over the book so it'll sell. And they order a demon to go into every copy that comes off the press. So when you own a book on witchcraft, you have a demon residing in your home. 
free of charge. The musicians right. who do the music that are in witchcraft do the same things to their record albums. The same thing. So when you see that friendly little album spinning on your thing, ask yourself, was the musician a witch? Did he cast a spell over the album that the devil would have a pact in my home because I owned the records? There's more to it than records and books. Go to church every goddamn Sunday. You gonna bring the demons out of me? <laughs> uh, so yeah, apparently uh, there's a demon lurking in all the music and all the books, uh, just waiting. I have just waiting. Uh, I have a follow up from a different oh. little speech he did. Nice. It's uh, it's probably gonna be a little redundant, but he covers some different things. Right, this is a two parter. I sat on a council of thirteen people that take orders only from the Rothschild Tribunal in London which they claim they take their orders directly from Lucifer. I was the manager of Zodiac Productions, which Zodiac Productions' name's been changed since then. I'm not even sure what they call it now, but it's the largest music conglomerate in the world. It owns RCA Records, Columbia Records, Motown Records. owns almost all the concert booking agencies in the United States. And that's not even the, the name of the company that owns it. The name of the company that owns it is Brenner Enterprises, and Brenner Enterprises is owned by Chase Manhattan, Chick Manhattan's, owned by Standard Oil, and Standard Oil's owned by the Lords of London. You can track it on back. You kind of get the idea after a while. But I was the managing president of Zodiac Productions. It's one of my jobs as being one of these 13 people. Thus, I got to know many of the people who produce music and sing the music and play the music that you play. Now, one of the closest friends that I got during that time that I obtained was a man named David Crosby. Crosby still National Young. I saw David the day before Christmas last year, talked with him. I got him away from this witch that he had with him. He told her to go shopping. We were in West Hollywood, and I was witnessing around to people that I knew. We went off in this store, and we started talking. I said, David, I'd like to ask you a couple questions. I said, I already know the answers, but I've been gone for five years. I'd like to know if certain things are still the way they were when I left. I said, do they... Now, I'll have to explain some of this when I'm done, because you're not going to understand it all unless you know something about music. I said, do they still take the master to the temple room? Dave said, yeah. I said, do they still have the coven conjure demons into the master? He said, of course. I said, now, i got to know something. What's the main reason for rock music? He said, come on, Lance, you know what the reason is. I said, please, David, I don't want to guess. Tell me Lance. what the main reason is. I was wondering, I was about to ask about that. Why is he saying Lance here, even though it's John Todd? Hmm. Is Lance's middle name? I don't know. It's is Lance's actual it's, name? It's definitely the same John Todd. I don't know. That threw me off. And then also, <clears throat> I don't. When we were when we did that like post show with the the Hawksbury post show with myself and Phone Boy and you Fletcher and Carolyn, you brought mm -hmm. up some. I remember you bringing up some clip. You were actually just looking for like how to make music sound a certain way, but didn't you say you found some guy saying, "Oh yeah, they like cast spells on the record or something like that." Like I did, guy. and I haven't been able to find it since because I was looking for it for this. Yeah. yeah. And, I, I, um, I kind I, of searched around. I, I didn't know where to find it. I scoured through my YouTube history and everything and uh, couldn't find it. They took it down. So I don't know. They took it down. They're shutting us down. <laughs> That's kind of a rumor, though, in the music industry. They take the masters, which is the the main mix, the the, the granddaddy of the album upon which all copies are made. And uh, they take it into some little room and they give it all kinds of little superstitious blessings or whatever. And I think the the 
whole idea is that, you know, why leave it a chance? Let's leave no stone unturned. Let's yeah. use the uh, the evil forces to make it happen. Yeah, and that's what this uh, one clip I was trying to find was saying was uh, that's the reason they still use magnetic tape even in the, the digital music realm is that um, I guess the, the the magnetic properties of the tape, uh, the, the spell, you know, is able to take hold where it wouldn't work if it was a digital medium. You can't just bring an SD card in, I guess, and do a, a ritual over it. It's got to be the magnetic hmm. tape. Mm. Huh. I like it. It's all about magnets, right? Well, okay. magnets, how do they work? Oh, well, well, I've got some clips about magnets and magic. Ooh, very well. If you insist. Do it. Um, and uh, let's, <laughs> where could they be? Okay. So this guy, he's he's reading from an article. And uh, he's got a very uh, terrible voice. <laughs> but... <laughs> We'll just have to deal with it. And I'm trying to find the one that's got the thing with the magnets uh, where he's like, yeah, magnet. And it's got the word magic in it. You just take out net and there you are, magic. Uh, Tesla. Right, 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 right. So let's just see if this is it. The world is dominated by magic. Until you train your eyes to see how magic is used to control you, you will never know how the world really works. The controllers who pull the strings of politicians are well aware of how magic works. Many of them actually practice the art of magic, which is why they are sometimes referred to as the dark magicians. Unfortunately, they like to use magic for power and evil purposes, instead of using it to change the world into a better place. Okay, well that one clearly didn't say anything about magnets. Sorry. Chicken uh... McNuggets. (laughs) Or chicken mi- McMagic. Chicken Magnetics. Who's this guy again Mag- that we were just listening to? I, I'm not even sure of his name. He didn't give his name. Um, Is it Lance? It was. <laughs> <laughs> this could be Lance. We're we puzzling the puzzle together here. We're piecing said, everything together. I said Nance, not Lance. When you wrote I Love the Pussy, <laughs> was you thinking of dangling your dice on Lance's forehead? <laughs> Everybody's gay once in a while. Hey man. <laughs> <laughs> hey man. It's not gay. It's a fact. Oh wait, it's racist. <laughs> Whatever. Gay no, straight. Uh, let's listen it's to the same nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> no more lines. No more I think lines. this is the clip that where Lance is talking about magnets. Oh, by the way, I don't think they like being called fags anymore. <laughs> I think anymore. Not days. <laughs> Anymore. Bobos. They used to. High, they used to be. High pitched walking there. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, let's see. Uh, oh, no. Let me, let me see. The, he's talking about energy here, so this might be it. Here is an excerpt from the book titled Word Magic The Powers and Occult Definition of Words that explains what magic is. The word magic is derived from the old French word magique, Latin. Magicus, and Greek magikos. One of the earliest definitions of magic is the art of influencing events and producing marvels using hidden natural forces. Magic has a strong relation with magnetic and electrical energy. 
Did you not notice that the word magnetic has the word magic in it? Did you not notice? Take out net mm. and magnetic, and you are left mm. with the word magic. The art of magic is often practicing along with certain words and sacred geometries. The common words that are used in magic rituals are the words that produce powerful sound tones when spoken out loud. These sound tones have powerful vibrational patterns, which are used to direct and control energy and harness its power. Sound is able to direct energy yeah, like for the piano. reason that it carries mm. certain frequency patterns that attract energy to flow in a controllable manner. Furthermore, sound is one of the natural forces used by nature to create crystalline structures and sacred geometries, which are some of the building blocks of matter. Okay, so the guy, you know, it's kind of a bullshit, but there is some, mm, I guess, truth in there uh, with if you've ever looked at cymatics and how sound does affect matter, I mean, that's that's a given. It does. We can feel it whenever somebody drives by with the, the bass bumping out of their trunk. Mm-hmm. You can you can feel it in your chest. And so there's the, the truth in that. And yes, that um, they've... What was that experiment where the guy was um, using uh, water? He was freezing it as he was uh, saying different words with different intent. And uh, that would change the the nature of the uh, of, of the ice crystal that was formed. And that's also, all pretty interesting to me. I, I believe they've done studies with plants, unless I dreamed this. But I remember reading about this. I think it's with plants. If you played like classical music, they would grow better on average than if you played like just trap music or heavy metal. Like oh, yeah, some, there was mm. some study in the. 50s or 60s where a guy had, had stuck a um, a lie detector up to various plants had threatened them with fire he cursed at them and uh, then was nice to them and complimented them and there were apparently uh, different different readings on the on the lie detector that showed up yeah there's a study where they yield at water and if they were mean to the water the water's structure would break down <laughs> and cry. And, and cry. <laughs> Tears of Piss your pants, maybe. <laughs> Shit and come. No, that goes back to like what Mo always says is about like blessing your food or where your food comes from, you know? So like the water might not be as healthy if you cuss at it or beat it up. So bless all your food and, and, and booze. Yeah. Let me bless my yeah. beer. Yeah, please. My, please sorry, beer. my cider. Cider, I love you. You're so nice. You're so great and beautiful. Okay, great. <laughs> That's why you should bless your food, bless your vegetables. The vegetable will respond to you. Oh wow, that tastes so much better now. Mm. No, but I, I think it's true though about how sound does affect matter, and that is part of um, magic spells. People that uh, either use them and they really work, or they at least believe they work. Uh, that's, that's that's why they use uh, the quote magic words. So it does matter sounds. how you treat your water. It does. It does. And Matters we all know, thanks lot. to Einstein, that matter, matter is energy. And magic uses energy. That's what I heard. So it matters. You got any more from it that matters. guy? Oh, uh, I've got I've got quite a bit, but he's a uh, the way he speaks is just fucking <laughs> awful. Well, uh, let me finish with uh, John. And the uh, cutoff, I mean Lance. like the weird, Lance the, here. the fucking guy, before you go in, the guy cuts off, like, the audio, he'll be like, 
How it? Yeah. yeah. And then we'll look. And it's, yeah, it's that wasn't me strange. either. That was uh, so you know I tried uh, correcting to sound like some Christopher of this. I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure it wasn't you. It's probably just the source material. It's just like Magnus, yeah, all I did was amplify it. Hey, tape. This is why we don't go in the tape. This but is why. <laughs> I said, do they still take the master to the temple room? Dave said, yeah. I said, do they still have the colon conjure demons into the master? He said, of course. I said, now, i got to know something. What's the main reason for rock music? He said, come on, Lance, you know what the reason is. I said, please, Lance, I don't want to guess. It, just Tell me Lance. what the main reason is. He said, the same as when you were in, so that we can play spells on people that we couldn't cast spells upon. I'll explain what that means in a minute. I said, okay, one last thing. I've been hearing that you must be an initiated witch now to get a record contract. He said, that's right. He says, many of us that weren't total witches have to be witches now in order to produce music. So thank you. The master is a tape about as big as the top of this podium that looks like an overgrown 8-track that the album is cut on and is placed in a machine that produces and presses the records and the 8-tracks and cassettes that you buy. After it's been recorded, it's taken in. This is why a master is cut months in advance before it's released. On the full moon, it's taken in to a temple room about the size of this auditorium that is in every one of the major music companies behind locked doors up in the executive offices. And it's placed on an altar sitting in the north of the room and a pentagram engraved in the floor. And 13 chosen witches and witch mm-hmm. wizards and a coven come in and conjure a principality or a power up, usually Regia or something like that, and order him to tell the demons under him to follow every record and every tape coming off of that master. Mm. That's a little this out there. This is what there, Abram- like Abramovich it. does, man. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, would be uh, more inclined to believe something like, uh, you know, using the words for the magic versus, uh, you know, just a straight up spell to uh, conjure a demon, uh, you know, to, to live in your your record. <laughs> Don't buy that Kiss album, man. It's haunted. I seen it. Uh, I seen it. This, so this is. Uh, I don't. Know, I don't have to play this whole clip because I think pretty quick you'll see. This is where he starts losing me. I was all I'm pretty much on board with everything he just said, except for the fact that his name isn't Lance. But uh, yeah, <laughs> this is where this is where he's like off the rails, in my opinion. And every tape coming off of that master. As I tell many Christian parents, you can go home and count your kids' records, probably yours too, and count how many demons at least are there. If that's too hard for you to believe, I'm sorry. That's why they do it. Now listen to me. Wait, so what he says here is, is that too hard for you to believe? I'm sorry. That's why they do it. So they do it because it's too hard for you to believe? Maybe, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, I'm sorry. They do it. Be- they do it. Because it's too hard for you to believe. That's why they do it. You can go home and count your kids' records, probably yours too, and count how many demons at least are there. If that's too hard for you to believe, I'm sorry. That's why they do it. Now listen to me. This is why rock music's addicting. Have you ever seen kids that got rid of their music? They go around like this. They can't wait to find a rock station somewhere, and they sneak off just like getting a cigarette or a fix because it's addicting. That's why they can't give it up. The rest of the conversation was this. You can't cast a spell on a Christian but you can get a Christian to cast a spell on themselves. If you give the permission for the spell to work, being a Christian won't block it. And rock music 
is not just a song. It is supernatural music that which is carefully designed by their spirit guides or familiar spirits in the form of spells. Now, although the devil's music's par is the music and God's music is the words, much of the songs are written in what we call witch language. Give you kind of an idea. You talk, on, many of you talk on the CB, unless you know what you, what a smoky is, and a 10-4, and a, a, a front door and back door and rocking chair and these type of things, you don't know what you're talking about. Same with witches. When you're in the first and second level, you have to learn over 2,000 words that said by anybody else means something totally different than when you say them. Elton John has said he's never written a song or sung a song that wasn't in which language. And I want to show you something. See how many which kids language? in here will be honest and adults. How many remember which, which and have songs? heard at least several times a song called Hotel California? Somebody tell me what it meant. Quickly, somebody tell me what it meant. Oh, that's pretty close. But from the words, what did it mean? Well, that's more of a guess. See, most people can't tell you. That's why when people do drugs and they listen to songs in which language, they get some of the meaning. But most of the time, they can't tell you. Stop and think how many songs are out there that you really like and you don't have any idea what the person was talking about. Beyond the Yellow Brick Road, how about The Destroyer by Kiss? Can anybody tell me what it's about? Kiss said in it, kids, tell your parents. They're talking about Helder Skelter. Beatles sung Helder Skelter in which language nobody knew what it meant. Manson did because he belonged to the process. Helder Skelter is a several, several thousand year old word. Most of the music is either about Helder Skelter or a place called the Nightwinds, which is what Hotel California is about. And anyway, he goes on. I looked up Helter Skelter, and yes, it's a really old word. I don't know about several thousand, but it's, you know, it's a hundred, almost a thousand at least from what I could find. And it just means like to run away or to panic. Doesn't it like what's the witch meaning of helter skelter? I didn't couldn't really find anything on that. Well, it's also it's a, you know a slide. It's a it's an amusement park slide. A helter skelter and, and a roller coaster, I would imagine as well, right? It's anything you want it to be, apparently. Is, yeah. is it an actual slide? Is it what are you talk? Is there a yeah 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 famous slide a, called helter skelter? No, it's a type of slide where you you climb up the steps uh to get into it and it's a slide that that goes around uh the structure like a like a tower or a rocket looking thing huh. Huh. that's why this in the song he's like uh when i get to the bottom i go back to the top of the slide i go for a turn you know and go for a ride when i get to the bottom then i see you again helter skelter mm. well yeah because it was a- the the crowleyism that's because Crowley, they always reference Crowley, the Beatles. They're, it's on the cover of Sgt. Pepper's. Helter Skelter. Yeah, Crowley's on there three times, like three different pictures of him. It was 20 years ago today when Sgt. Pepper taught the band to play. The, the, the song was released, I think, like 20 years after Crowley's death or something to the day. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was. You know. So yeah. I guess... My thought on what John Todd is saying is there's something to it, but I think he's either trying to get attention or is just, I mean, you know, devil's advocate. Maybe he is 100% right, but I don't think so. I think he's jumping to a lot of conclusions. and uh, I think he's simplifying it in a very Christian way. He's yeah. he's kind of making it very parable And then on top of that, it's through a very, a very, like, I don't know, fundamental lens. 
there's there's a lot of complex ideas that he's simplifying down to Satan and and the light of Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If things are yeah. good, they're the light of Christ, and if they're bad, they're Satan. And that's the way that you can like look at the way he's talking about. Well, a lot of people uh they they that really took a hold for a lot of people. They uh you know, lived their life by it. <laughs> yeah. They did. Which is yeah. kind of scary, but you know, hey, yeah, I guess that's what happens. The guy scares the bejesus out of you. Or in you, I guess, in that case. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to find this Good picture point. of a pentagram that's uh, in the ground in, in Kazakhstan. Uh, it's a big, big, giant, like, 1,200-foot across uh, uh, pentagram. That, of Not course, the, the Soviets said they... The Soviets said they put it there because it's a, you know, it's a star like on, uh, on the Soviet flag. <laughs> Which is not a pentagram, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. No, it's not. Uh, this one in the ground in Kazakhstan has a circle around it. Mm. But now I can't seem to find it. Thanks, Google. <laughs> Thanks, Google. Duck, duck, go, man. So, uh, Actually, that's what I was Duck trying, but I, sucks. you know, it all sucks. It all sucks. <laughs> it all sucks. DuckDuckGo is, has become noticeably more censored, uh, mm-hmm. and BitChute has become noticeably, noticeably more racist in its search results. I think they're doing that on purpose. Well, ever since I, I heard so, DuckDuckGo yeah. being advertised on uh, NPR, it's gone downhill. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's because we all talked about it and how it was the best thing other than Google, and so they're like, oh, really? This thing, oh, yeah. and then they, you know, put their this thing up we're fucking up here, yeah. Oh yeah, this thing right here. You like <laughs> this? You like this thing? So I got uh, here are a couple ways we could go here. I got a three-parter ABC News clip about kind of the history of you know the satanic panic around music, but also interviewing uh, Dave Mustaine of Megadeth. Oh yes. Do you know about this? Have you seen this? Have I've you heard about this? Yeah, I've seen that one. I've, yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, I, I might just uh, skip to the Mustang part of that just in case people haven't seen it. But the the first clip is just, you know, like Slayer got sued because somebody that was listening to their music went and killed a bunch of people. And they <laughs> killed this blonde chick for Satan to try to get a record album. And they blame the parents of the chick blame Slayer. So I'll skip that. Yeah, and but go does sh- she deserve it? <laughs> That's the question. Uh I'll avoid getting more sexist than usual. Mm-hmm. I, I'm always like at a good amount of anti-woman. I don't want to overdo it. Hashtag me too. Yeah, for real. You better oh, have... shit. Yeah, but I don't mean bitches in a disrespectful way. I mean it as a general word for women. So this is Dave Mustaine on his uh, Satanism in the music industry. But there's some interesting parts in here. Dave Mustaine is one of the gods of metal, a founding member of Metallica and the founder and frontman for Megadeth. He says he has no doubt about the devil. The greatest lie he's ever told was convincing people he doesn't exist. And, and, and I, you know, you see people, they think that he's like red. He's got a goatee and a pointy tail and stuff like that. He doesn't. He's very beautiful. He's an angel. Why would he look like some monster? He's capable of looking just like you. He, he could be in this room right now. We wouldn't know it. That's a scary thought. It's a very <gasps> scary thought. 
Mustaine is currently on tour in Europe with what's called the Big Four, his current and former bands, plus Anthrax and Slayer. Are people right when they say that heavy metal music is infused with the power of the devil? In some cases, yes, but yes. Not, not in all cases, because you've got great heavy metal bands that believe in God and glorify Him. Um, we pray every night before we go on stage. That sounds great. For a 50 you happy old, with it? 50-year-old man, <laughs> I feel pretty damn good. He shows me a chord progression called the tritone, also known as the Devil's Interval. The Devil's Tritone is made up of these three notes, and this note right here drops down one. So it goes. So listen to the difference. It just sounds evil, doesn't it? It sounds darker. A little minor chord. Which is why the progression is used so frequently in death metal. It just sounds evil, doesn't it? <laughs> it's a flatted fifth. Or the devil's tritone. Also known as the Zelda chord. Oh. <laughs> Listen. Listen. Hey. Oh, and then there's this one. I mean, the devil's all in Mario. Just think about it. He's in red. He rides around on a lizard. <gasps> the lizard eats things and spits we them out. We could do a whole episode just on how occulty Mario 64 is. You walk into that room, it's got oh, the big yeah. sun in the middle, you go up the stairway to heaven and you never get there. Oh, it goes on and on. And Mario Brothers 3, the sun attacks you in those desert levels. Mm. You know, it's coming to get Dick you. Dick move. Dick move. Yeah. I do have some so. clips about uh, casting casting spells with music. Well, uh, real quick, let me get the part two of the Mustang one. Sorry. Oh, I, right. Uh, this one, uh, I did get an ISO from. This is before we found out about AIDS. Yeah. Mustaine says huh. he is a Christian now, but wasn't always. My mom was a Jehovah's Witness. I was brought up as a witness, and I revolted into the witchcraft because I hated That's going revolting. out and knocking on people's doors. Yes, witchcraft. As a teenager, Mustaine says, he cast two hexes. The first was on a bully who sucker punched him. From what I heard, he got in a car accident and something happened to part of his body that I had targeted in the hex. And his penis. That showed me that it was real. The second was on a girl he was in a class with. Everybody wanted her, including me, but she was so out of my batting average and, and uh, just totally out of my league. And I did it. And um, the next day she was in my apartment. You... <laughs> He, she came into the apartment. Just there. She came in the apartment, and he was like, Who wishes to kneel before me? <laughs> well, I mean, what? She was, like, looking for money? I mean, what was she doing in there? <laughs> she was just working in his apartment. Convinced that these hexes, <laughs> that you were spells, that you were casting, worked. I was, and, and I do believe in the dark side. Most people think that, you know, black magic and witchcraft and stuff like that isn't real or it doesn't work. And and I, I know that it works. Mustaine's fascination with the occult continued into his adulthood. I was doing a lot of blood packs with people. This is before we found out about Sweet. AIDS. It was real simple stuff where you cut your thumb and you rub it with somebody else and become blood brothers. I, I don't want to 
make a spiritual covenant Whoa, and you're mixing my COVID. life with somebody else. I don't know who they are, how they are. The Bible said that blood is life. And like so many people we have met, Mustaine believes that he opened the door to demonic forces, which had a profound impact on his life. Was your abuse of alcohol related to the satanic influences that you'd been dabbling in? I'll say this. um, Every time I drank, I did not always do activities that were satanic, but any time I had been doing anything that was satanic, I had been drinking. So there does that make sense? Yes, it does. This is an AA there was a relationship then. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> there are some songs Mustaine will no longer sing. Like Megadeth's cover of the Sex Pistols Anarchy in the UK. And he says he believes he's better for it. I think that I'm more dangerous now that I've become a Christian than I ever was before when I was trying to go the opposite route because I'm armed with the truth now. There you go. <laughs> he's coming to the light side. Uh, He's a Jedi now. <laughs> He's a Jedi. You will pay. <laughs> oh, I'm afraid the record studio's shields will be quite operational <laughs> when your friends arrive. When the master arrives. <laughs> the master recording. Uh, and coming These up tapes. later, you, you brought up the the COVID, uh, Blood Oath COVID connection lavish I, uh, yeah. later i have uh covid 19 related uh <laughs> metal slash hell clips but what uh, would you say you were getting into there Fletcher? oh well um i might as well play a clip of uh some historical people that have made deals with the devil in order to be better musicians like some that. great go, people we can go back in time exactly in 1713, the devil appeared to Tartini in a dream, and Tartini made a pact for his soul. Tartini. In the dream, he gave the devil a violin, and the devil performed the most beautiful sonata he had ever heard. Immediately upon waking up, Tartini tried to write down what he heard and created the Violin Sonata in G better known as the Devil's Trill Sonata. Despite the success of this piece, Tartini wrote that his effort was so inferior to what I had heard that if I could have subsisted on other means, I would have broken my violin and abandoned music forever. It would seem that the Devil's interest in violin didn't wane as rumors of another violinist cohorting with the Devil came about a century later. Niccolo Paganini is considered by some to be the greatest violin virtuoso ever to have lived. He started music at the age of five on the mandolin, was composing by the age of seven, and performing live at twelve. And he was such a virtuoso that the public began to surmise that his talents must have come from dark dealings. On top of his skills, Paganini had a pale, lanky look with long fingers and flaming eyes. The I mean, look at that face. performances are something <laughs> else to behold. Some reports say audiences made the sign of the cross as they watched him perform to protect themselves from evil. Other stories have him continuing to play flawless notes on broken strings and contorting his body into weird shapes while performing. One fan even left a Vienna concert claiming he had seen the devil aiding Paganini. At the age of 54, Paganini died. And one of the last things he did before he died was send away a priest who had come to perform last rites. This cemented his association with the devil in many people's minds. Uh, even as a young kid in music appreciation classes, I, uh, I heard these stories. 
especially about Paganini. Yeah, yeah. We actually, uh, when Caleb and I did like the Faustine, uh, the first uh, God, this is like probably coming up on two years ago. We did the, uh, we covered that same guy's clip, and I, um, he is this the same guy that went through all the way? He goes all the way up through. Um, uh, God, why am I blank on his name? Hell Hollands on my trail guy. Robert oh, Johnson. Oh, uh, talking about Robert yeah, Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, he did, and another guy named Johnson as well. Which is what people used to call me. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. The son of John. John. John son. Uh, John son. Uh, 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 but, <laughs> you know, I just wanted to bring that in because uh, they were selling their souls uh, even way back when. And, yeah, and Faust, they did it in dreams. Know, he was an alchemist, though. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, speaking of dreams, I've got a couple here of Paul McCartney talking about his dreams. If you want to get into it. some of that. This is why we don't go into dreams. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of these was recorded on a boat, of all things, so it'll be noisy, but at least the first one is nice and clear. <laughs> why boats. did Paul McCartney write Let It Be? I had a dream. It was in the years when we were probably overdoing everything, drinking and getting, staying out too late and getting crazy. So I was a bit sort of exhausted and I went to bed. And anyway, I had a dream, and my mother, who died probably about 10 years previously, was in the dream. She came to me in the dream. It's a magic moment because you're actually there with your mother. So she seemed to know that I was a bit stressed out. And she said, don't worry, it's going to be fine. Just let it be. And I thought, wow. And just felt really great that my mother had given me that advice and woke up and was just remembering the dream. And I thought, what did she say? She said, let it be. And so I thought that was a great idea for a song. So I uh, went to the piano and, and wrote it. Now, was that his mother? Was it his mother or a demon disguised as his mother? Disguised as his the mother. Devil. The devil. The creature. Satan was my mother. The creature. The creature. And, the beast. Uh, yeah. The here's, here's the one uh, that was recorded on a motherfucking boat. I used to live in this uh, little flat up at the top of a house. Uh, in a little room I had, and I had a piano by the bed, and I just woke up one morning with this tune in my head. Um, I thought, I don't know this tune, or do I? It's like an old jazz tune or something, And because my dad used to know a lot of old jazz stuff. Well, maybe I've just remembered it or somewhere. So, I sort of went to the piano, found the chords to it, you know, it was like a G, <laughs> F sharp minor, seven, sort of B and that. And, um, uh, kind of re- just remembered it, made sure I remembered it. And then I just hawked it round to all my friends and stuff and said, what's this? You know, it's got to be something. It's like a good little tune, you know, and I couldn't have written it because I just dreamed it, you know. You don't get that lucky. You don't get that lucky. Mm. And that was obviously in the 80s. If, uh, if you see the video, he's got this sweet mullet, and uh, I guess they were trying new things in the 80s. Like, let's interview you on a boat. Uh, so McCartney's like steering the boat and the trying. guy interviewing him is all leaned in, all serious. He's trying you know to prove he's the man. He's probably got a cigar going. He's like, check out my boat. I'm Paul McCartney. Uh, Fuck I'm Paul you. McCartney, man. Bitch. You you saw the new um, doc, though, the get back thing, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you talk, you, you've talked about it on Hog Story. Oh, yeah, you were playing clips and, from it on the Hog Story, I think. You're playing oh, yeah, clips some of it, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but you are actually... One of the craziest things that kind of blew my mind when I was watching it 
the first thing that blew my mind was that you're watching him write Let It Be, <laughs> especially in that first part. Yes. And you can see all of them. They're all strung out, especially John. But they're all just like, you can tell, they're all just super worn out. They're super strung. And, um, but in the midst of it all, they're all fucking around and bickering and doing all the stupid shit. But Paul mm, will just Paul's like kind of go in the corner. Hey, you big fucking, oh, see you at the clubs, you know? And he goes in the corner while everybody's bickering and you can hear him figuring it out, writing, let it be like in the corner while everyone's like jerking each other off. And then he'll come yeah. back and be like, oh, I think I wrote a thing. And then he fucking wrote, let it be like right there. You're watching yeah. him do it with uh, with Mal Evans, the the road manager guy who who yeah. looks like a, a blissful idiot. You know, he's he's just there with a big dumb grin on his face. He's like, "They let me hit the anvil with the hammer." <sighs> yeah, he's like a, a a fat dumb Michael Caine. Uh, well, like in the in the stuff I've read about Paul McCartney and how uh, you know with all the Paul is dead stuff, the most mm. intriguing thing is um, some people think that. Death. They went to India for the purpose of swapping souls with the body that is now Paul McCartney. Uh, original Paul got in a car accident. He almost died and was going to die. So they hurry up. They go to India. They perform this ritual where they take Paul's soul, put it in this new body. And then mm. the new body is inhabited by Paul. So it's got all his ideas and everything. But as, a, as part of this uh, um, Hindu mysticism, they say that the... the um, the new the new body takes on physical characteristics of the uh, soul inhabiting it. That's why it looks oddly like Paul McCartney and acts like him too. But it still maintains characteristics of the original. Uh, the original still in there. Um, but they had to put the, the master, the, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had to put <laughs> the soul that was in the second body somewhere, and that's where Mal Evans comes in. Uh, and why he acts like a an idiot because his his mind couldn't take it. He uh, so now he's got two souls in there, maybe one and a half, and uh, he's just uh, <laughs> dumb because he he accompanied because Paul the, the there. Evans is retarded, retarded, and <laughs> well, Paul had like after uh, Sergeant Pepper's, Paul was just gone for three or four months and claims he was down in Africa, but Mal Evans was with him. And Mal Evans was going to write a tell-all book about <gasps> whoa. all that kind of stuff, whoa, whoa, and whoa. then got murdered by the police. Ma and Mal, okay, so if Mal Mal Evans, if he was behind like the the switch, the soul switcheroo in any way, Mal Evans, what does that sound like? Malevolence, malevolence, malevolence. Uh, oh malevolence. my god! Yeah, the police killed him. They shot at him six times, hit him four times, all because he had an air rifle in his hand. Oh, God. Oh, it must have been a coincidence. Eh, it sounds like L.A. police, doesn't it? Good old LAPD. Oh, wait, London oh, PD. <laughs> oh, no, he was in Los Angeles. Oh, he's in L.A.? Oh, dude, LAPD will kill you, and they will have a nice cup of coffee on your fucking corpse. They don't give a shit. They give yeah. a fuck. Just like that. Bam. Uh, just like that. I have a... Boober just sent me a clip. I might have to get into that in a minute. Boobage. Well, it's, yeah, it's short. I'll play this. Boob sent me a guar uh, spooky story. Thank you so much. Nice. Nice to meet you too. 
Nice to meet you. I was in bed one night with my girlfriend and I woke up and this same little thing was at the door this time and it was coming into the room and I was completely paralyzed. I couldn't scream, couldn't make, couldn't move, couldn't make any sound at all. And this time the hair kind of like floated back from his face and there was a grinning skull with red eyes. Well, that's good. Is it Red Skull? I have no idea. I have no clue. <laughs> I'm, I'm completely in the fucking red here. I have no... I, what, what's going on? The hell? What is all this stuff? You've what been possessed by demon. Demons. Who wants to know? Did you reply, <laughs> who wants to know? Yes. But, <laughs> 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 uh... I get we what's let's see what's on the dock here? yeah Ali uh Ali Vegas uh this is him on how rappers get famous selling your soul or selling well, they your do ass with the artist is easy they send the stylist selling that ass yeah yeah and if the stylist is like if the stylist report back and be like oh he ready then they invite you to the party and that's when they be like yo look when you go in here it's gonna be some. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a nigga at the door. Okay, that, now yeah. look, what Ali Vegas is doing to you right now, he's giving you the game of how these niggas be getting turned the fuck out in this Yeah, like, They try to put this tight-ass shirt on you. That's what they do. And if you wear the Elaborate, shirt, like, oh, he man. ready. He, he with it. That's you telling him, like, yeah, I'm ready. And then next thing you know, you get invited to the party with the greeting is the man squeezing your dick. Whoa. Mm, indeed. I'm telling you. Telling you, uh, he he That's does elaborate. What, uh, indeed, <laughs> the gentleman elaborates that if you want to make it in this industry, you must you have somebody squeeze your dick, cop your genitalia. That's what Terry Crews said manner. happened to him, right? It's a power move. Hey, you fucking know it is. You want to you want to have control over someone? Put your finger up their butt. <laughs> That's control. If you want to have a real control over power. somebody, put their put your wiener up their butt. Well, I mean, I was going to... Yeah, you can finger You want to have even more control over somebody. Put their wiener up their butt. <laughs> I like that meme. It was like how to assert dominance over somebody. And it's like a picture, like a you know health class diagram of somebody yawning and someone just sticks their whole hand in the person's mouth while they're yawning. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that uh, to my cat. Or if someone yawns and just grabs their dick while they're yawning. <laughs> Wake up! Uh, it's, this is uh, continuing with Ali Vegas here. We can go in this room here before you get the record, dude. So a lot of times when the fans, y'all ask me, yo, doggy, why you ain't this? Why you ain't that? And I always tell y'all, because I refuse to sell my soul. Mm -hmm. And selling your soul is not some prick in your blood, you know, you're in shit. No, Mm. motherfuckers is taking your ass. Yeah, because they need something. To hold over your head. To hold over your head. So they can always bring you down. Yep, like, yo, you got your ass took. That's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of these niggas don't be hanging out. These niggas be girlfriends to these niggas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They be yeah. girlfriends to the bigger niggas. Like, yep. oh, I said, I'm, I'm just I'm just telling you. Like, nah, I mean, what he's saying is actual facts. So, a lot of times when you see dudes come in the game, you be like, yo, how he got dug in so fast? He got dug in, literally. They be Like, girl, yo, how he, how he do that? Yo, why he put him on? Yo, niggas be going to the party. Yeah, like, come on. Shit be contractual. Like why you just look? Your why butt's you contractual. The only, the only, the only nigga that ever married his high school sweetheart was DMX. He goes on to oh, say, "Jesus, I didn't, give me a fucking break." I didn't clip DMX. The 
Of all the people, they're like, well, no one will ever be as a paragon of virtue as DMX, but yeah. everyone else, they suck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, but now they, DMX dead is dead at 42. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All because I think Satan they're saying, saying he's the only one that wouldn't. I'm coming get to dead. get that booty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, booty. He goes on. I didn't clip the whole thing, cause, but they go on to say, like, most, pretty much all these rappers, like, they have like they fly out like one women for the photo shoots like one model but really at the hotel rooms they're all getting butt fucked like they're all just yeah. they're all the rappers that like sing a, it, it's like going back to the tropic thunder thing with the you know it's i love the pussies the rap song but really he's getting banged by a dude which there's nothing wrong with necessarily but it's you no, know, no, there's anything wrong with that it's, it's just that's like, your boat float it you know yeah but it's a but at the same time these are the guys that are Maybe unwillingly getting butt fucked by you know record exec record executives and stuff like that. That's no, according to them. That's power rumor thing. and hearsay. It's not a sex thing. It's a power thing. The one guy you know about I, the dress, right? What's the dress? Chappelle's talked about yeah. about black men wearing the dress. I have a you, I have a clip about that. Oh, you do? Yeah. Nice. Here's, uh, well, Cat then we'll Williams. get into that later. Yeah, here's Cat okay, Williams, perfect. the guy in the the Chappelle. Here's Cat Williams talking about Chappelle talking about the black man in the dress. Yes. That was a recent controversy online. I know you don't spend all your time online about uh, Kevin Hart mm-hmm. uh, wearing a dress in the SNL skit. And Dave Chappelle spoke about that as a comedian. Black actors are always, you know, being asked to wear dresses. Have you ran into that? And what do you think about that whole Illuminati theory that people put out there about that? Well, you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that softball question. Uh, It's two answers. First of all, let's be very, very clear. It is possible that there isn't anything funnier than a guy in a dress. And if that's the case, then it might also be said that there's nothing funnier than a black guy in a dress. Okay, well, I watched all of my friends throughout my entire life be able to dunk a basketball, but not me. So everybody can't do everything. So, you know, some of us make choices. I think it's not a biggest choice um, for others. I'm saying um, at the end of the day, Kevin doesn't have to worry about what people are going to say about him wearing a dress because of the long line of dress-wearing people before him. So now (laughs) we have Big Mama's house one, two, and three. I've never seen Medea in a pantsuit. I think she wears dresses. (laughs) So now I'm saying, why are we picking old poor little Kevin Hart? Because it was his turn next. Some of us are against the Illuminati, and we are against the Illuminati at our own detriment. When people are against the Illuminati, then they get punched in the face all the time. The press hates them, and nobody likes them. End quote. We all love Wear the dress. Exactly. (laughs) Dave Chappelle has never been a part of the Illuminati. They don't want him or me or people like us. Um, But now it's not uh, necessary for us to store up that hornet's nest unless we intend to get stung a million times. I didn't understand that. They had to sting me a million times. Right. I'm still not going to join, but I respect it a little more. Alright. He's not going to join the Illuminati, but he respects them a little more now. I thought that was really interesting. Oh, yeah, right? And everyone's gay once in a while. <laughs> you stand up to the to the Illuminati, but then they crush you, and they're like, "Hey, if you're not going to be part of the club, that's fine." But just so you know, 
Hey, you never see uh you've never <laughs> seen Sinbad in a dress. Yeah. Sure. As far yeah, as I know. I uh well, play no, that play that everybody's so. gay once in a while clip one one more time. Oh. <laughs> Man, everyone's gay once in a while. This is before we found out about AIDS. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> never go full Calling gay. Up Satan's bottom. <laughs> Uh, I, I I too have some clips uh, from uh, a rapper. This is a uh, this is Crunchy Black from uh, uh, Three Six Mafia talking about such things. Uh, do, do you know about Vlad TV? Have you ever seen any, any of that stuff? It's not ringing a bell right off the bat. No. Oh, okay. Well, if you search him on YouTube, uh, he's got a whole bunch of stuff about uh, rappers talking about. Uh, Satanism, the Illuminati, all the, all this sort of thing, selling their souls, uh, all this. And uh, the most interesting thing was from this guy, uh, Crunchy Black. Now, I have to excuse the way he, he's, he's speaking. He's not drunk or anything. He, um, he was shot in the face uh, in, like, 2012. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Did not expect yeah. that. Whoa. Oh, no. I'm and, not drunk. And I he's just... got a big... Uh... Whoa. It was pretty much like that. The, the hole is still there. Too. Uh, oh my god, that's like I mean, a Ghetto Boys the album. Up. Like, uh, dude got shot in the eye, and then they shot the album cover with his eye patched up while they're rolling him out of the hospital, and that's the Ghetto Boys album cover. Can't remember which album. <laughs> yes. Hard tartan. That's what they're doing. Now, uh, so let's let's listen to um, Crunchy Black. He's talking about how uh, selling selling your soul. And I, so. I don't even like to like, and I, I fuck with you like. This is the reason why I'm giving you a lot of gems. And I'm taking you a little further than we always go. Yeah, he right. The nigga approached me too. And just I was smart enough, I was smart enough not to sell my soul. I was smart enough to be able to make a negotiating on some bullshit instead of my soul. You get what I'm saying? And I thank my grandmama for that because my grandma and a couple of my aunties for that because they introduced me to the Lord way before I met the devil. You get what I'm saying? And I believed in the Lord more than I believe in the devil at any time. So I'm like on some slick shit with him when I can say this type of shit to you but never sold my soul. You get know what I'm saying? Uh, Niggas yeah. selling their soul for this music, this week as jewelry. You know what I'm saying? Just so they can have something to prove to somebody else they somebody. Okay. I said a child never asked to be here, but yet have a purpose for being on this earth. So you don't have to sell your soul to be who you're supposed to be. Cool. You just got to know who you're supposed to be. And be that person. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Hmm. So he uh, he sold his yes, soul. Yes, I do know. Or he didn't saying. sell his soul, but he uh, he still made deals with the devil. He just didn't uh, sell his soul in order to make the deals. Because, I mean, 3-6 Mafia, you know, that's what the 3-6s stand for. Mm. Dun, dun, mm. dun. How did I never even realize Not that? the 36 Chambers? Nope. Not that. Not at all. Yeah. Six six six, mark of the beast, baby, sweet baby, sweet sweet baby devil, sweet sweet baby Satan. <laughs> uh, here's some more from uh, 
crunchy black and uh I, I boosted the treble maybe it makes it a little easier to understand and probably not because he was shot in the face now three six mafia Damn. came out hope he's okay basically <laughs> the first rap group he's alive to talk about the devil essentially three six triple six is you know the, the mark of the beast right 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 now you fast forward 2021 and the the gay rapper Lil Nas X makes a music video where I he actually it. goes to hell and he gives <laughs> Satan a lap dance. I saw and, then, and then he put out some shoes with a pentagram on it with human blood in it and, and all that type of stuff. So you being a, a, a three, six mafia guy that's dealt with all that type of satanic type imagery and so forth. What do you think about that, that video and what he's doing? Hey man, the devil, when I met him, and I hate to say it, I met him. But when I met him, it wasn't what Nas showed us. It was the it was the illusion or the uh, I would say illusion of he was a friend more than he was that dude that Nas showed us. You get what I'm saying? The devil would come in. My uh, business partner form or come in your form, he would never come in his raw, his raw form to a person, period. You get what I'm saying? He always going to come looking like somebody else, talking like somebody else, acting like somebody else. For, for Nas to do that, I don't know Paul won't. Let me shut up. Cause Paul might don't want me saying this. So let me shut up. Let me just shut up. I, I don't know. This devil shit. I mean, we did that shit. You know what I'm saying? We, <laughs> we did, did that, that shit. shit for real. Yeah, Ain't for no real. way you gonna be able to say triple six mafia, six six six, or none of that shit without actually meeting the man. You get what I'm saying? And we can act like we haven't all our lives. And I'm a, I'm not gonna be the bullshit nigga and tell y'all the truth. Ain't no way in hell the devil came the way Nas said and, and it worked that way. It's only gonna work the way that he feel like it need to work. I believe in the Lord a lot. I'm rolling with the Lord. I am one of the lowest workers, but I also was able to walk in the devil's den without selling my soul. Y'all know I got shot in Vegas. I was in the room that Tupac died in, so that means that I probably need to have been dead. But just because I believe in the Lord more than I believe in the devil, I'm just saying, Nas was, he was all wrong. He was all wrong. Stop searching for something that you really don't want to be in. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to talk. No, what you finna say? No, go ahead. Finish your thought. No, I don't want, I'm not going to say nothing about the way he really is. Because, you know, everybody got their own choice. But stop searching for something that you really don't want to be Fucking with. You can say the wrong word and he'll show up. 
I ain't drunk, I ain't high, I ain't none of that. Paul and them know what I'm talking about. That part, uh, the last part he said of uh, say the wrong word and he'll show up. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting because I had been, uh, you know, the, the clips uh, about uh, using using words in magic. And um, I was like, well, you say the wrong word and he'll he'll show up. Mm-hmm. There's a couple words that I was saying in context of talking about something that I don't say anymore. Like n- alternate names for the devil. Curse oh. words. The main one is the goat, uh, the the you know the yeah. goat figure that I just right. out, out of abundance of caution don't say anymore. But uh, no, the, oh, okay. my <laughs> uh, my uh, close one of my close friends. It's a really good guitar player, and he was wanting. He was back when we made the first Faust episode. Uh, part of the reason I made it is because he was like really wanting to, and they'll probably be listening to this, so I'm not going to out him, give him any personal information because uh, I don't know if he would want that or not. But uh, you know, he uh, he was wanting to go like do a blood oath under a full moon at the right exact type of moon, go to a, a certain crossroads he had one picked out, and make a deal like Robert Johnson or Bob Dylan style. And uh, the day he was, he had decided to do it. A bunch of weird synchronicities started happening hmm. that all culminated at the end. Which really, the weird stuff was happening just like in his life. Like uh, somebody close to him died that day, and then uh, that evening, this uh, random dude just walks up to his house. This like kind of hobo bum looking guy and starts talking to him and asks him if he's a traveling man and. Like is not asking for money, not asking for secrets or anything. If he's a traveler. Yeah, that's a classic. That's classic shit. And it's to ask it's like if they're a traveler. But it's like this random guy he's never seen before, and he's asking him to go with him, and he's like super vague. And this guy was like probably strung out. I wasn't there, but like just like that. That was. I don't remember the exact conversation, but the fact that like all this random stuff, like a uh, death of. Uh, family member and then that guy like walking up and being like real cryptic and talking about um like freemasonry or something and showing him like this tattoo on his hand like freaked him the fuck out to the point where he never went through with it (laughs) like (laughs) yeah they knew he was going to go for it yeah it was like it was like the universe was basically like giving him you know that day that he was deciding to do it that night when it was a full moon the universe gave him like you know a handful of things to be like all right well this you're, this you're in or you're, you're out. Get. Yeah, you're like yeah. you're in or you're out. So this there's just the signal. It's like, uh, just, <laughs> you making this decision sure. or not? And he was like, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I do have some some clips. Uh, they're older clips um, of Dylan check talking out about. Them, sir. Oh, oh sorry, this, what? Is this oh, the master? They're older clips, them, but they check out, sir. <laughs> yeah, they're older clips, but they check out. <laughs> I was about to let them through. Uh, yeah, this is a uh, Bob Dylan. He's talking on sixty minutes about uh, the master commander sort of thing. Chief commander, why do you still do it? Why are you still out here? Well, it goes back to the destiny thing. I, mean, I made a bargain with it, you know, a long time ago, and I'm time holding up my hand. What was your bargain? To get where. Um, to sing I like this. <laughs> should, should I ask who you made the bargain with? 
<laughs> with, 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 you know, with the chief uh, chief commander. On this earth? <laughs> and on this earth and, in, uh, and then in the world we can't see. Yeah, in the world we can't see, man. A world we can't see. So not hell, but a world we can't see that always exists. Mm. exists concurrently to this reality. We can't see it. Yeah. I mean, heaven and hell theoretically could be not in a different location, just in a different lens of reality. As above, so below. It's an inflection. It's an inversion of our own reality or even a, a parallel frequency, if you will. Uh, I, I do, I, I do believe that the, you know, there are good forces and, and evil forces out there, whether or not it's, it's God and Satan or angels and demons or any of that. I don't, Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> or Jesus, but uh, Jesus. I, I do know that there are, there are good and there are evil things in the world. And a lot of it is stuff we can't see. And, mm-hmm. uh, but that story you told me on from. the show a while back when you and Carolyn were on to that, like black figure that you guys actually summoned was like, it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Dude, that fucking thing still follows me around. Like last night I was listening to bowl after bowl. What? I was standing I, outside. Last I heard it was gone and it never came back. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. And so I was taking pictures of the stars and stuff outside with my camera. I, um, came back inside to refresh the stream cause it stopped and, uh, come in my front door and there was, uh, that black just figure in right in my living room and the lights were on in my house. So it's not like I saw some shadow, uh, in the house, like the lights were on all over and, uh, Oh, God. oh yeah. It stopped me dead in my tracks. And I was like, uh, duh. And just turned right around, didn't shut my door or anything. Turned around. I was like, oh, I can't even like look inside. And I was like, fucking. You poor bastard. Should I look? Do I look? Of course, it wasn't here when I came back. But. Oh, man. That fucking feeling, that heavy, that heavy, like weighted feeling, like a a weighted blanket on me was like came back. I was like, I thought this motherfucker was gone. Yeah. Uh, He's just like, just so you know. Do what you did again. Just 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 yell at him. Yeah. Well, I noticed you were uh, here. I've done that to ghosts. Get the fuck out of here, you (laughs) stupid piece of shit. Fuck you. I noticed you were looking up uh, stuff about uh, devil and music, and I just thought I'd say hi, see how it's going. Uh, That's what something Midnight Mike, Midnight Mike, and I were talking about because some caller on OBDM called in and told this crazy story about how their childhood home was filled of shadow people and one shadow cat. Like they were all blacker than black figures, and he was the only one seeing them for a while. But then his parents saw him. I was asking Mike about that, like, is the, because David Icke calls them the djinn, or the shadow, the like, djinn. The, yeah, and there's shadow people, and Mike was saying, like, Mike said something interesting, it was like, I don't really like talking about them very much, because supposedly talking about them can trigger events and, like, draw them to you. Yes, like magnets. Oh, well, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have ever talked about it on any shows, and probably it triggers them even when other people listen. So. <laughs> you gotta talk about it every yeah. now and again. Yeah, but. I mean, I think well, it should. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's important to, to uh, talk about that because, like, that way people that are having those experiences similarly don't think they're just absolutely insane. Because people need to know mm. it's more common than not than you think. You know. Well, and you know, like, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was just gonna say one of my favorite books ever is called A Wizard of Earthsea, and the whole premise is that someone gets split up with a shadow. Is hmm. like magically, like he goes to a wizarding school, and it's kind of like a, a real rough and tumble merchant marine version of Harry Potter. But they uh, eventually split shadows, and that's the whole premise. Is like you have this dark element that 
<clears throat> if you ignore it for the most part, then it's not a problem. But if you fuck with it, it fucks with you back. What was the? There was like it might have been a kids book or or a cartoon or something. I remember from as a kid that just triggered me. You saying that as um, some story or like cartoon about this kid that somehow gets his almost like when you pull a rubber band and it finally breaks in half, like he got disconnected from his shadow. And so when he would like his actual shadow, so when he'd walk around in sunlight or in light, he wouldn't have no shadow being cast. Mm-hmm. And his shadow was like disembodied from himself. And once it got away from him, it had its own personality. Well, like yeah, Peter Pan was trying thing. to get his shadow back. That Right. That's Peter Pan thing too. <laughs> it's probably Peter Pan is where I saw it. Jesus Christ. I haven't it. seen Peter Pan since I was a kid. Stupid ass shadow. <laughs> yeah, this this thing I'm talking about is some weird obscure Wizard of Earthsea by Ursula de Guin. Ursula de Guin, and it, it, they've made a couple shows about it, but it just doesn't translate to screen. It's not a Game of Thrones, you know. Can't yeah. do it. I can uh, play some more uh, awful voice guy clips of him talking about uh, words and how uh, words can be used in magic since uh, Crunchy Black was talking about saying the wrong words and. And summoning uh, the devil or yeah. a demon. Yeah, so let's uh, listen to this guy's awful voice. And his weird, weird cutting himself off. His edits are awful. The background. Once you know yeah. how words, along with sound, can be used to direct energy to produce magic effects, you will know that words could be as powerful or even more powerful than swords. When you move the letters around in words to the front, you get sword. This is not an accident. Nearly all words in the English language are carefully designed and put together in a way that produces magic effects so that the creators, the dark magicians, of these words can trick you into playing their con game. The dark magicians like to tell you what they are doing to you, or planning to do to you, in movies and in TV shows. Another word that they like to use into playing their con game is contract. When you separate contract in half, you get con and track. As a verb, the word con is defined as a swindle or trick. As a noun, the word tract is defined as a brief treatise or pamphlet for general distribution based on the two definitions. When you put con and track together, you get a deceptive treatise or a treatise full of trickery. When you sign a contract with a corporation or the government, you are agreeing to a fraudulent and deceptive treatise. In other words, you are being conned. In other words. With a tract. Yeah, why the not just call it a tract? breakdown I hadn't heard before. Tracted a con. Language is funny like that. It kind of reminds me of what Terrence McKenna was like. One of his main theories is that reality, the universe, is made of language. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, in the Bible, it's like in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. It's like the first, the literally the the magic behind the first paragraph of the Bible is pretty intense. The, all the magic behind the Bible itself is words. The whole reason that the Bible has power in the first place, and the Quran, and all these things, is that it's text, and the text will outlive any human being, and because it it just keeps living on generation after generation that's truly what makes it sacred yeah the book the the bible the word 
the written language itself is what is the main thing that is able to give that lineage of knowledge for people, you know, outside of blood itself, which is, I, I think you said, you talked about blood earlier, and blood is so important in the Bible. The Bible tells us that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Here, let me read that to you. They, the blood is like one of the most uh, repeated words in the Bible. You hear blood all the time. And then you, you drink it. And then you drink it. Or you, you know, bathe in it or whatever. Uh, whatever. Yeah. You, you know, know it, whatever it floats, floats your down. boat. Yeah, you can bathe in it and you drink it. Drink the bath water. Drink, yeah. Don't throw the baby out with the blood water. Water. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the You guys talked about actual Faust it's himself, the character Faust and, and Goethe and, and that whole thing. He was the you alchemist who uh, wanted to increase his skills by... Conjured a demon. That's um, he Faust was not a real guy, right? It's just a fictional. No, it's it's a work of of it's one of the it's considered the greatest work of German literature, and it was written uh, by Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. And uh, what's number two, the, Mein the Kampf? Story. What's the second greatest? <laughs> That's the second greatest. Yeah, yeah, I figured. yeah. And then the third is Angela Merkel's uh, climate treaties yeah. speech. Um, <laughs> Nah, man. So Faust starts off with God, and he's not called the devil. He's called Mephistopheles. So he's he's a lesser demon. I mean, he's he's meant to be sort of like Satan, but he's not actually Satan in name. Mephistopheles. They have a gamble, just like they do uh, with um, Job. Devil they, went they down to gamble. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's not. It's not the gamble between the man and the devil. It's the gamble between God and the devil. Oh. And and God and the devil are having a conversation, and the and the devil sees Faust, who is this genius scholar, and um, and they make a bet that the devil can't go down and corrupt this great, well learned, very Christian, very godly man, and and that is actually the beginning of Faust: is God and the devil having this argue, having this gamble, just like with uh, Job, and the idea of you know that we're going to test this man's faith essentially is the moral of the story. So it's, yeah, it's almost the reverse Job. Instead of taking this guy and just destroying his life to see if he would still praise God, it's like, would this guy join the devil? We're going to give him everything that he wants. We're going to give him every single wish and thing that this very, we're going to find the smartest guy on the planet. We're going to give him exactly what he wants and we're going to see what happens. And that is, that's kind of the beginning of the whole thing. Well, and Johann Faust was a real person. Uh, they didn't write that. Uh, the he's based tragical, on a, a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy. the tragical history and of the life of Doctor Faust was uh, the the fiction. Johann George Faust. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Johann George was a an actual person. But right. So this yeah, Faustus character is is yeah based on a real guy, but isn't really the real guy. But it's it's a. Uh, it's a dramatization, and and I think one of the first things they do when they go down and they, the devil goes down and convinces this guy and gives him what he wants. The first thing he asks for is youth, so that he can go get laid. <laughs> Naturally, nice. You know, the what power I mean? of the boner is the strongest. Yeah, this learned man, he, he at, at an old age, he he asked the devil. He goes, you know. I spent my whole life trying to be learned and read, and have spent all this time in academia and working and all this shit, and I. I'm I'm lonely, and all I want 
It's just to be young and to be able to woo this beautiful young woman that I'm obsessed with. Which is and why that, uh, Limp Biscuit wrote uh, Nookie. <laughs> he did it all for the Nookie. He did yeah. it all. Uh, you well, know. you can't. That's you, what it's all for. Well, if you have a Limp Biscuit, you need Viagra, first of all. Or a deal a with shoe. the devil. Yeah. Or a new fraternity. <laughs> <laughs> a fraternity with Satan. Uh, That's right. While we're not too far off from the rap stuff, I got uh, Professor Griff from Public Enemy. Uh, pay the ultimate price. So rap a lot. Jay Prince was uh, heard through the African grapevine that he had inked a deal with uh, the brother uh, Pimp C. And if you can remember, Pimp C went live before he died. And he started blasting people, calling people homosexuals and this kind of thing. And he was calling people out. Shortly after that, they found him dead in a hotel. Overdose. Mm. Well, you want to operate in that $20 million club and higher, $100 million club where these brothers were operating in? Oh, you got to pay your pay the price. You got to bond yourself to these people forever. Let's look at some of the other people that have bonded themselves to this demonic energy. Michael Jordan, who did he lose? His dad. He had to make space jam, too. Bill Cosby, who did he lose? Mm -hmm. His son. I can go on and on. When Kanye West wanted to be up in that space so bad, he signed the oath, took the oath, rather, and signed on, became a mason and took the oath, um, uh, wrote Lucifer, son of the morning, for Jay-Z, and that was his initiation. And sure enough, he lost his mom. Jennifer Hudson wanted to be up in that space, Yep, her family got taken out on some ritual killings. Kobe. Are you following me? So we need to understand yep. this particular thing. You're not going to operate up into the $50, $100 million club, and you're not paid the ultimate price now. Not the ultimate That's price, right. but make a blood sacrifice. Jay-Z was well aware of all of this. So they paid him off. How did they pay him off? They gave him Rock Aware. They gave him Rockefeller Records, Rock Nation, Jay-Z Inc., um, What's the bell? Uh, Scion made a deal with him. Then the New Jersey Nets, he owns part of that. Jay Hotels. 4040 Club. I can go on and on, bro. Mm. And this is happening right before our eyes, man. So they niggerized the music. As soon as Jay-Z got made, he was made president of Def Jam. Guess who he signed? Two known drug dealers. Young Jeezy and Rick Ross. Who's going to perpetuate <laughs> and carry on the madness. And the negative That's demonic funny. frequency. Are you following me? Yes, sir. We need to understand that to that degree. Now, we love these brothers, but they're victims. Yeah. Of a diabolical plan, man. To take hip-hop off course, and they're, and they're, they're successful. Hip-hop is no longer the voice of the voiceless. Hip-hop is no longer the voice of the voiceless. Now, I think he might be confused on the Rick Ross bit, because Rick Ross, wasn't he a cop that stole the drug dealer's name, Rick Ross? Rick Ross was a Def Jam before Jay Z. I thought. Hmm. I thought I thought Rick Ross was one of the founders of Def Jam, but I don't. Shit. No, it was Rick so. Rubin that was the founder. Oh, Rick founder. Rubin, not Rick yeah. Ross. Rick Rubin. Sorry, I'm getting mixed up. My well, Rick Ross That's was different. Right. Rick there, Lance. Ricky Ross was like you know the uh, <laughs> in the with uh, Webb and Webb's Dark Alliance. He was you know Freeway That's Ricky right. Ross was like the biggest cocaine dealer of all time. And yeah, uh, yeah. turned out he was the CIA. He was working on behalf of the CIA and didn't know it. And then so of course. Rick, Ro the rapper Rick Ross, my understanding is he was like a cop. And he became a rapper and took Rick Ross's name. Hmm. 
but I could be wrong. I know he's took his name. I don't. I don't, I, don't I could be wrong that he's a cop though, or was a cop. Well, too. I mean, uh, talking about the sacrifice thing, Metallica. They got fucking huge after uh, Cliff Burton died. Yeah, yeah. And uh, both James and Lars talked about how they they loved him, and that's the whole point of a sacrifice is give up something you don't want to give up. Yep. Yeah. It's the Thanos thing. That was that was kind of a. They definitely had a lot of blood sacrifice in this whole Marvel cape shit bullshit that they've been going on. It's like, yeah, yeah, that that's all part of it as well. There's there's a mythological to me. There's the literal blood sacrifice that you do when people demand it of you. But there's the metaphorical blood sacrifice, too. Like when you sell your soul, I think there's the metaphor of like you work really hard and you sacrifice family and friends and social life and certain aspects of your life you sacrifice for the success right and like that, is, it, is the time you spend is the minutes and hours of the day is the time you have on it. earth is that your soul because then if, yeah if you're just selling your time to walmart to <laughs> to eat what else then, is there for you <laughs> other to your existence than your existence what do right. you get up every day and what do you spend your time on that's the most important energy that you could ever contribute to the world and the fact that these people will spend their whole lives, 12 hours a day, uh, committed to this one thing, which is basically making money and making a great record or whatever you're trying to do, trying to get in with these record execs and you're trying to trying to, trying to to make it happen for yourself, be the next Jay-Z, you know, run Def Jam Records. Then that is the, that's the situation. And when you get to a certain level of wealth, it goes from beyond that to you're, liter- you're literally going to start sucking dick and like, and, and doing crazy shit to appease these people so that you can have this shot at this um, meteoric success. Hell yeah. Cold, got one last, cold, uh, cold Acid sent in uh, some Cypress Hill lyrics for us to check out. Go ahead, Blitch. Oh, uh, I've got one last clip from uh, uh, Crunchy Black here about meeting the devil uh since we're on the still on the hip-hop guys uh it might be semi-intelligible hip-hop okay so you said you've met the devil before i have i ain't gonna say they have i ain't gonna say i can't talk for paul the juice in there but you have i have okay and my 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 deal was i don't know if i should be able to tell you what my deal was I don't know if I can get in trouble for that shit, Will. But my deal was the type of person I am. The shit that I talk about, I'm able to get away with it just because. I'm not serving him and I'm not giving him my soul, but it's not all about your soul. It's more about Getting different people to believe in him instead of believing in the Lord. You get what I'm saying? They said uh, he got cast down to earth because they didn't want him in heaven. And he's the son of the same person of Jesus. You get what I'm saying? Or God. Um, And shit. Just it just it's just crazy as fuck because you know people don't even search for shit like 
Muslims. Why do we don't like Caucasian people? You get what I'm saying? And we'll follow somebody else's shit just because they say it's the shit. You get what I'm saying? And I think it's cool or whatever you might say, but I get you. I'm just saying the devil is real and God is real. Pick your side before it's too late. Yeah, it's not about uh, your soul, really. It's just about making making people believe in him versus uh, the other. Yeah, so if the, if, if the entire human race across time is one collective soul and this planet is like a little egg yolk, one of many, then yeah, it's a numbers game at that point. It's like a test that mm. you'd have to get more people on one side than the other, I guess, from that perspective. Uh, the lyrics, mm -hmm. Cold Acid Sense, Cypress Hill, Superstar, <clears throat> Studio Gangster Max you, signed you the deal. Are you doing the Andy Weir egg? Are you referencing the Andy Weir, the the egg uh, universe theory? Where uh, we're what's all this? the same person. We're oh. all the same person and we, we exist in the egg, the big ovum of the universe. And, and consciousness is really just a collective hive mind that is individually one by one going through. Um, turmoil trauma and um that's just all... more of what like lsd and mushrooms told me then i don't know who andy weir is to be honest with you. yeah well but it's, you were, it's you were lining up it, it's clicking with me you know like the alan watts type thing and all the eastern stuff mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the egg i like the egg thing. the egg is a, yeah i like the idea that our universe is a big egg and we're just birthing the next level of um, consciousness, the yeah. next evolutionary level, collectively. Alex Jones was talking about that on Joe Rogan. As soon as he hit the blunt, he's like, uh, humans, <laughs> "Humans are like little, uh, like not just human lives, but the entire like planet is just like one of trillions, and they're in the actual span of everything. It's like a planet is." lives and dies and a whole history has had in just seconds like he's snapping by and it's just mm -hmm. all like for a bigger purpose i'm butchering what he said but no that's so, right that's a, that's an accurate paraphrase i think cypress hill studio gangster max signed the deal i think he's gonna make a mill but never will till he crosses over Ooh, travis scott crossover when that but that said uh on stage at that massacre. My man definitely crossed over. That's for sure. <laughs> that Ma Travis Scott massacre festival when it wouldn't say get ready to cross over it. Still running. Yeah. Here? Still filling your head with fantasies. Come with me. Show me the sacrifice it takes to make the cheese. Mm, cheese. I'll have to play this after the show mm. for the stream. Thanks, Cole. Yeah, Astro World was definitely a, another great <laughs> live in-your-face example of hip-hop dudes trying to be Aleister Crowley. Yeah, that was some satanic shit. Even if, and I think sometimes, I don't know, but particular with him, I think some, because there was some misinformation going around with videos where, like, he's just, like, not doing anything and just looking at the body and, like, like going dead while this pe per, like person gets carried past him on a stretcher. Travis Scott was. But if you look at, like, the mm -hmm. context of that, you know, 30 seconds later, he was like, hold up, we need some medics over here. Somebody passed out, we need medics. Mm -hmm. So it's not like he was just, there was some out-of-context stuff. But whether he was aware of it or not, that whole thing, and he might have been, 
on some level. Uh, that whole thing well, was some kind of satanic of him, ritual. Like asking for help, but there's also footage of him flipping off the ambulance. Yeah, that's true. And staring at people getting carted off, and him not yeah. doing anything about it. I mean, if you're on stage, it's not that hard to see shit going on. Yeah. Like, you but know, at 20, same, 30 feet out, motherfucker can see people are getting carted off. It's like, but like at Bonnaroo, but, dude, like it was, it's not uncommon to see people passed out getting carried away by medics. Yeah, but Bonnaroo is 10 times bigger than what you're talking about here. Yeah. Like Bonnaroo is fucking massive. This but is when like, I see that at Bonnaroo, I'm not like immediately like, oh God. Uh no, no, no. It wasn't the it wasn't the crush that was the problem. It was that the giant Hieronymus Bosch head and yeah. all of the crossing through the other side and the yeah. fucking the two satanic hands, imagery. The hand, like the puppet master hands over the, the all-seeing entire... eye, yeah. the, fu- the flames of hell, like all of that shit. That's what's fucking creepy. Yeah, yeah and, and the, the fact the that the he had a crush for it. Yeah, the the so merch. It's all fucking weird. You know, blue little stick figures walking through a hell of fire. Yeah, and how much and of that is the out producers and the and the touring managers and the record label, and how much of that is the artist? Well, but decision. it's his company, though. Right. So yeah. what, if it is the decision, it's the people that he has hired and the people that he chooses to work with. I always wondered that with, like, yeah. Katy Perry and Beyonce and shit like that. Like, how much of it is their art and Nicki Minaj? Like, how much of that is their artistic decision? How much of that is, like, the... Them the tapping suits. into the vein, the suits I mean, doing it. Of, yeah, well, like, like, like Lady movie, Gaga, I, I would think with her, it'd be more of her decision than uh, someone else's because of just how she is. Well, um, yeah, she's a weirdo. Very, I don't know, but and I'm not big into the transvestigation thing, but I think we need to seriously look at Lady Gaga with that one. Yeah, she's yeah, she a great example of somebody who's powerful, but also has to definitely like suck the dick of whatever is going on. <laughs> well, she's a woman, so they're not going to let them uh, is she? have well, all the control. Either way, is she? That might be a detriment to her. Actually, they seem to really like the boys. I think Gaga might be a dude. <laughs> Here's my last <laughs> rap. My, my last uh, rap clip here. Uh, Juice World. You guys remember this one? No. Juice World. Juice World. The rapper W R L D. Okay. Okay. So he. He was getting really big really quick. Kind of came out of nowhere. There's a video he posted on oh, Instagram. Yeah, this guy. Okay. He posted on Instagram a picture like uh he's being filmed from a distance. There's like a, a pentagram made out of candles out in like kind of in the distance that he's sitting in the middle of. And there's a guy with an MC Escher style ma- ma- Freemasonry black and white checkered shirt. Like out of Fallout mm-hmm. New Vegas. Checkered. Uh, oh, yeah. And he goes, oh, this dude about to sell his soul. He fixing to sell his soul. And uh, a year later, Juice World was dead. <laughs> so, yeah, this is, a, you guys know what- this is actually, I think, before he died. This was right after it happened. This guy's reacting to it on YouTube. You guys know when Juice World was singing, I still see the shadows in my room. I'm starting to think. Them shadows were the goddamn devil. The devil was just running through Juice World's room trying to get his soul, and he didn't know what to do. Now, Juice World put up a video, and mad people start jumping. I mentioned, yo, Don, we got to talk about this, man. This man has sold his soul. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to talk about it. Now, I don't understand why 
the new rappers keep playing around with this. I remember Takashi one time, he was like, yo, I signed a $15 million Illuminati deal. Then we got little Uzi talking about all of his fans are going to hell. He doesn't know whether or not if he's an Illuminati or he's going to jump on a spaceship. Now we got- <laughs> What does that even mean? He doesn't know if he's in the Illuminati or whether he's going to jump on a spaceship. Spaceship. Doesn't know whether or not like if he's the in the spaceship. Illuminati or he's going to jump on a spaceship. Now we got the lucid dreamer, Juice World himself, talking about he's now in the Illuminati. He's about to sell his soul. And I'm starting to wonder, like, damn, man, is it the hair dye that got these dudes acting crazy? Because I don't know what's going on with these dudes. Juice put up this video, and I want you guys to watch what he's saying. Just just watch this, man. I, uh, I'm finna sell my soul. I'm gonna hit y'all when I'm through. I'm gonna be rich as hell, all right? They ain't take too long, Illuminati man. <laughs> What'd you say, <laughs> Now, after seeing that video, god damn, man, it's looking like this dude is about to sacrifice some goats. He's about to sacrifice some chickens. Uh, <laughs> if you're an animal some and you're close to that location, you might want to dip. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I like the way that guy talks. He's about to sacrifice some goats. He about to sacrifice some chickens. Goats? I'm just saying. He's about to sacrifice some chickens. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, that was I'm a weird saying. one. Yeah, yeah. And then he's dead. Yep. I think he overdosed yep. on Sizerp in an airport, died of a seizure or something. Well, that's a shitty way to go. Yeah. Yeah, that's a shitty way to go. It almost seems weak. It does. It does. Of all the things. Of all the things. Like, you're, oh, you're, you died you're going out on lean? Great. I mean, I don't know. I know it was a seizure. I think it was that was confirmed. And he died when the seizure happened, and the scissor was just a guess based on the content of what his music is. He was ba- oh, okay. he was on a bunch of shit, basically. He was yeah, uh probably. And his music is lyrically in videos is pretty satanic. Satanic. Well, just like the weekend, uh, that guy's got satanic imagery all over his music videos. Have you seen the v- music video for MGMT When You Die? Mm-mm. <clears throat> we'll all be laughing with you when you die. Check that out. That is a, at some point, MGMT, a, uh, the Electric Eel Band? Yes. Have you seen their song Dark Age? Yeah. It's been making its rounds on 4chan lately. <laughs> hmm. In what and it's context? It's also satanic. Uh they they do the they do the the poll edit where they have like something that's now and shitty and then they compare it to something that used to be and was great. No. Oh. <laughs> so if that's architecture or you know whatever. I could go into the poll categories which are Pretty racy, pretty dicey. Yeah. So I don't need to, I don't need to bring that on me. Uh, but uh, th- definitely the MGMT. They they seem to be, as they say, as the kids say, based. They're a based band. Mm. I I really like MGMT. They uh, 
I've seen them live. They're great. Yeah, but they the, uh, hate, they did not want to play any of their old shit though. Yeah, I think their best album was the second one, uh, the one that has Flash Delirium on it, and Congratulations and all that. But anyway, so uh, when you die, the music video songs, is yeah. the music video is like the it's the music video is so spot on as far as like an intense psychedelic trip and like how. You know that feeling where you don't know if you're dead or alive when you're tripping? And the visuals of it and everything. Like, when you die, the MGMT music video is so spot on that I can't even watch it because it creeps me out how spot on it is of, like, this psychedelic, like, ego death experience. Mm-hmm. It's like... Smart guys. Some things Smart nail guys. it. Like, when I was done dying by Dan Deacon is, like, a really pleasant version of nailing it. But the MGMT one is like, oh, this is too close to home. <laughs> nailing it really time. nailed it. Yeah. yeah. I've got a couple of clips of us. So we're talking about artists. Um, there's a couple of different people talking about Prince. And uh, the first guy is the big name producer, L.A. Reed, uh, giving a short little story about uh, a, a personal experience with Prince. The one thing that, you know, kind of spooked me about it all what? was um, he has a song called. Uh, let's go crazy. crazy. Yeah. yeah. And it says, don't let the elevator bring us down. Uh, One time when I was with him privately, he said, you know what the elevator is, right? No. I said, no, what's the elevator? He said, well, the elevator is the devil, right? Oh. It scared me. I don't like to talk like that, but he said that. And so for me, it was like really haunting when I read that he was found in an elevator. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Uh, do you know who uh, Orlando Damn. Brown is? Damn. I thought you were say Bloom. Legolas. No, I don't, no. I'm not sure. No. Uh, Orlando Brown, he was a, a child actor on Disney. He uh, starred in a show called That's So Raven. And apparently yeah. had, had a relationship with uh, Raven Simone. But uh, he's very uh. opinionated. And uh, also entertaining in his opinion giving. So uh, I'll let him uh, give his opinion on, on Prince. What about Prince? Man, Prince had it coming. The devil came and collected, period. <laughs> Prince had it coming, the devil yeah, came. Yeah, that was collected. funny. <laughs> what was he collecting? His nigga, what he signed, what did they what did they sign over? Oh, so you're saying that Prince signed a, a I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything. I'm telling you facts. <laughs> okay. I'm not saying I'm, t- I'm I'm telling you facts. I'm telling you straight facts. He knew what he was doing when he was pacing. Pacing? Yeah, he was pacing outside what was it? Walmart or Target? Come on, man, you got to look at that shit. That nigga know. Yeah, but wasn't he outside? Yeah, I think no stuff. Yeah, about. they people that people know when it's time. Why would Prince go to Walmart? That part. That part. Why would Kardashians get robbed? That part. <laughs> it's the abnormal shit that you know. I'm like you know Dave Chappelle. I put together the dots and shit that shouldn't be put together. You know what I mean? So you think it's a conspiracy? No, nah, I ain't conspiracy. It is what it is. Them niggas getting over the same thing they've been doing. Yeah. I don't know, though. I mean, staging a robbery? I mean, I don't know, bro. Like, I don't know. Are you a Mason or something? No. <laughs> okay, well, I'm telling Jewish, you what I'm right? telling you. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because you can either you can run from the situation or, 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 or question the truth, or you can take that like everybody else over here. There's some real niggas, they laughing. I'm telling you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just makes sense. You know what I mean? It's certain shit just make, I'm not, I'm not going to put nothing on nobody or, or try to throw nothing on nobody that don't, that don't make sense. Or, you know what I'm saying? If it's thick, then God damn it. It's, it look. If it's thick, then, it, then, then you must have quit. Right. <laughs> if it don't fit, 
Yeah, yeah. I said, I said, if it stick, if it stick, you know what I mean? yeah, I don't want them to say, yeah, yeah. If it stick, then you must have quit, goddamn. Okay. So, he 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 thinks that uh, I like that guy. You know, Prince made the deal. Cold Acid mm-hmm. said something interesting in the chat that I didn't really consider with Juice World. I guess it's kind of obvious now that I think about it. But yeah, Cold Acid said he was Juice World was killed because he made the selling of his soul public. I was like, huh. Oh. Too sense. obvious. Yeah. Well, you got to be a little more subtle with it, brother. You got to be a little more on the nose, you know what I mean? Well, while we're talking I, about uh, the, the deals coming due, uh, I got a two-parter here. The second clip's shorter, but this is just a backgrounder. This is uh, CBS, San Francisco, Bay Area, oh, KPIX. Yeah. CBS. Whoop. KPIX, yeah. You, you know these guys? KPIX? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Definitely. So I'm putting this in the chat just so you can see the title of it. Uh, Bay Area trash metal band legend survives deadly case of COVID-19. They meant thrash metal. Trash legend. But yeah, they the Bay Area's official YouTube page of CBS put trash metal instead of thrash metal. That's a metal band with raccoons. Yeah, the anchor <laughs> trash metal. I mean, it <laughs> might be trash metal. I haven't really listened to... Uh, to these guys. Tonight, 200,000 Americans have died from coronavirus. Yeah, among those who almost Tonight, did not make alone? it, a Bay Area. <laughs> yeah, I like how they word that. Tonight, Tonight. 200,000 people died <laughs> from coronavirus. A uh, thrash metal legend. And doctors told his loved ones to prepare for his death. Tonight, Kit Doe has his thrash metal recovery legend. in a KPIX 5 original report. Trash metal. These days, Grammy-nominated musician <laughs> Will Carroll takes absolutely nothing for granted. From so it, it, I'm a I turn it up a little he bit. He won he's the wa- Grammy for best trash album. He's walking through a park on on footage here, presumably in San Fran, with a mask on, sunglasses and a mask on. After he already had COVID. From walks around Golden Gate Park. Yeah, I'm definitely. Yeah. everybody just wears masks now forever. He's playing with his friends, his brothers, I guess, his bandmates. Playing, he's playing drums, and they're playing like guitar and bass, and they're all wearing masks indoors. I don't know if they yeah. always do this or if it's just like for the news cameras. No, it's always. Yeah. To jamming with his two brothers, Mike and Jim. My brothers have been incredibly helpful. But a few months ago, life was not so idyllic. I was certain he wasn't going to make it. Everything happened real fast. On drums, Will, the Beast Man, Carol! Will is the larger-than-life drummer for Death Angel, the legendary Bay Area thrash band. Just think of heavy metal. Death Angel. Very souped up. When KPIX5 first interviewed Will back in January, 2020 was shaping up to be a banner year. So give us a few drinks and we'll be having even more fun. <laughs> the band scored its first Grammy nomination, had a hit album, and a sold-out European tour. But in February and March, from Munich to Milan, an invisible threat was incubating. They're in the middle of all of it. In the middle of COVID-19. <laughs> the tour took place as the pandemic took off. On the second to the last day, Will felt off. I just assumed it was tour fatigue, you know, or maybe a hangover. On the flight home to SFO, the drummer spiked a fever. I never get sick like that, never. Once home, fiancé LaShawn Navarro grew alarmed. LaShawn was telling me I was acting really bizarre, just staring at the wall in a trance-like state. 
She brought Will here to California Pacific Medical Center. He ended up in the ICU in a coma on a ventilator for 12 days. So they, so the ventilators probably what did did him in, and the, they induced a coma to put Definitely. him on the ventilator, and that's what fucked it up. Definitely. But this is uh, this is from Loudwire, and their coverage of it is why I pulled the the story. Listen to this. This is interesting. Hey, it's Tony with the latest rock news. Death Angel's Will Carroll insists he had an otherworldly experience while in a coma dealing with coronavirus. Recently recounting his experience, he revealed that he visited hell and made visual contact with Satan. Carroll spent 12 days in a medically induced coma after contracting coronavirus while on tour with Death Angel in Europe. I went to hell and Satan was a woman and I was being punished for sloth, said Carroll to Decibel. I was this giant, obese, Jabba the Hutt type creature. I was vomiting blood and kept on vomiting blood until I had a heart attack, which is... That's pretty metal. Yeah. Vomiting yeah. blood and kept on vomiting blood. As like a fat and, version and, of and jokes. devil being a woman, that's very metal. I think yeah. Too. <clears throat> Strong bedazzled vibes there. I was oh, vomiting God, blood I and hope. kept on vomiting blood until... Sorry, what? If Elizabeth Hurley is my devil, oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> Talk about a monkey bone. I was vomiting blood and kept on vomiting blood until I had a heart attack, which is kind of weird because I had heart failure during my coma. The drummer says he remembers rising from hell but witnessing a Roman orgy where the angels were scarier than the demons, and eventually he was shot back down to earth where he was reunited with friends in a nightclub. That's the last thing I remember, said the drummer. He concludes that he's not a believer in Bigfoot or a super spiritual guy, but did ask the nurse upon regaining consciousness Bigfoot. if he was still in hell. In the aftermath, the drummer is My dedicated favorite. to living a healthier lifestyle and concedes, this is not the common flu. You really need to stay indoors and follow the rules. <laughs> I wouldn't wish mm. this on my worst. Enemy. I love how his whole hell experience. The main takeaway is like I'm good. It's not. I'm going to be a better person. Get vaccinated and a better, you know, better husband or whatever. It's like this is not the flu. Better stay indoors. <laughs> Come on, people. I had a hell dream. And follow. It's the literally hell. I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. And people need to take it seriously. For more on this story, head over to Loudwire. They added that at the end. <laughs> This guy's in a fucking daze. It's like he was walking around on his roof talking about <laughs> Satan. And then right before he left, he turned to the camera and said, by the way, you should get vaccinated. Because... Yeah. You want to be sure and follow that protocol there. Oh, I would man. recommend the Pfizer, the Moderna, or the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. I believe this was before the vaccine was out. This is like early COVID. So, How, his, so his message was instead, COVID. stay inside, people. Shelter uh, in place. Fear in place. Stay. Stay. Heal. Time to heal. Yeah. I do have some clips that offer us some some good news from all this. Oh, good. Yeah. What's the How good news? Can... Oh well, the good news is we can uh, we can counteract that. You know, if any any musicians out there that that want to uh, put some messaging in the music of their own that's uh, not not evil or satanic. Well, this guy counter spells. Gonna... I like it. Yeah, he's going to tell us how we can do it. Jesus music. Do it. Here's a question. Using only the power of music, now, this is a bit can silly, I get but... Jeff Bezos, the richest man on the planet, to end world hunger? I like the little shaker. I mean, 
I don't know, maybe? Probably not. But heck if I'm not gonna try it. I like the high-end hiss. Yikes. Ooh, jingle jangles. Jingle bingle. The Bible so before that. I attempt to create a piece of music that by itself will convince Jeff Bezos to end world hunger for good, Jeff. I should probably establish something first. How exactly can art change the world, if at all? I mean, global warming isn't going to pump the brakes just because I wrote a song about how stressed out it makes me. As metal as that would be. But I think what a song or a painting can do is reach into our imaginations and change the way that we think about our world, about ourselves, and about other people, which by extension surely affects our values, our choices, and our relationships. Acclaimed writer Alan Moore says that this special power of art is literally where the idea of magic comes from. He says, if you can manipulate your own consciousness and perhaps that of others, which is surely something that all artists are trying to do, then you will have effected an act of magic. So with that in mind, how can we take a simple sentence like Jeff Bezos should end world hunger and transform that into a work of art with the power to radically transform reality? Easy, right? Yeah, it's easy. Easy. You just play that devil's triad, that minor inverted fifth. You heard it oh, all, yeah. all up and down, dude. It was, that's that's, that's the choice. Well, he'll tell us how we can make a make a musical sigil. That's how we do it. <laughs> Fortunately, there's another artist that we can look to, a British painter in the early 1900s who, like Moore, took this idea of art as magic very seriously. Austin Osman Spare. Spare believed that the subconscious mind was a source of tremendous power and magic, and that in order to manifest wishes and intentions in the real world, you had to find a way to express those wishes subconsciously. Anybody can say, for instance, that Jeff Bezos should end world hunger because he totally could, but just me saying that doesn't yeah, have the power to reinvent the world in any way. So what does that power look like? Well, think about the letter M for a moment. Nothing too special, right? Pretty unassuming. But tweak it just a bit. And all of a sudden, you have one of the most powerful and influential symbols in the modern world. Spare invented his own method of creating images with this kind Wait, of sorry, power. Wait, sorry, can you pause it? Taking a sentence oh, yeah. and condensing. Yeah. What did he change the F to when he tweaked it? Uh, let me go back a little bit. Let's see said f here tweak it and you have one of the most powerful symbols i'm not sure what he changed it to though oh where where you make a sigil where you where you like stack the letters on top of each other i think is what he was talking about oh okay he said tweak it and all of a sudden you have right. one of the most powerful letter m for a moment nothing too special right pretty oh it's a visual too for this video so the letter m, oh, uh, m. he's talking about uh you take it and you tweak it and it tweaks it turns into the mcdonald's logo Oh, okay, that makes sense. Got you. But tweak it just a bit, and all of a sudden, you have one of the most tweak your powerful there, and influential symbols in and the modern sudden, world. Spare invented his own method of creating images with this kind of power, taking a sentence and condensing all the letters into a unified symbol called a sigil. 
A sigil would act like a lightning rod, drawing power from the subconscious imagination to manifest the creator's wish in real life. The same way that a fast food chain uses a magic yellow M to make us all go out and buy passable burgers and substandard ice cream. So all of this got me thinking. In order to get Jeff Bezos to end world hunger, can I adapt Austin Spare's method to create a musical sigil? Well, can you? Yes, you can. I, um, I'll let him continue about how to do it with music. So, um, <clears throat> I'm not sure if I can, uh, share the images, but I'll try as, uh, as he's talking about it. Step one, choose a sentence like, Jeff Bezos has decided he will end world hunger today. Cross out any repeated letters and see what you're left with. Step two, make up a table converting the letters of the alphabet to the 12 tones of the chromatic scale. Then write out the resulting pitch series on a staff. Step three, the fun part. Take the pitch series you've written and get creative with it. I decided to write the sigil for a trumpet quintet, one solo voice and four accompaniment voices. I wanted it to sound sardonic and maybe even a bit nasty, so I made all the trumpets like, muted, like tossed this, in yeah, a dash of bitonality for some extra crunchy dissonance, and then shamelessly ripped off some of Rachmaninoff's symphonic dances. Then, because the sigil is such a short little piece, I swapped and repeated a few of the pitches near the end of the series to drive towards a satisfying final cadence. Right, so this first picture I'm dropping in is his little table of uh, the notes. Uh, See this table? The, the 12 tones in a musical scale, and then the alphabet underneath it, so he alternates, like, A starts at the beginning with C, but then... Uh, you go back and forth, so A on one end, B on the other end, and then mm. C on back and D the other way, and so on and so forth, till you have all the letters of the alphabet underneath the tones uh, in a in a in music. Nice, I like it. Yeah, and and it's a fun little exercise uh, you could do um, anyway, just for fun. If you ever get stuck with uh, writing music, just come up with a phrase and then make that little table, and uh, there you go. <sighs> And that's his way of making the sigil of uh, crossing out all the repeating letters, and then you're left with what's at the bottom. And so when he uh, when he ran that uh, with his little musical table, he came up with with this this little line of music here. This is pretty. I like how all these um, these correlating letters they kind of like match up together. There isn't really anything mm -hmm. that's um, that, that's dissonant. Like Amy, Co, EQ, GS, IU, KW, LX, JV, HT, FR, DP, and BNZ. All these combos, these all like go together. Um, yeah, and I think that's that's probably why he did it back and forth instead of just straight across and then down to another row and straight across again. Mm -hmm. And I like how C isn't C, natural, it's C sharp. It's C sharp, yes. That's cool. <laughs> and uh, just so, just so didn't we Tool, can, uh... didn't Tool do a lot of this? Oh yeah, like hidden messaging did too. subliminal messaging in their music. Yeah, uh -huh. and uh, I had heard this idea years and years ago when I was in school for music. There was a a jazz guy that when he ran out of ideas, he would do this. He would just take a mm -hmm. phrase 
and then make a table and and do a chord progression based on you know what the table spit out or matrix hmm. as you want to call it sometimes but uh yes uh so we so we help spread this magic of just jeff bezos uh, uh you know ending some problems or something i'll go ahead and play this guy's uh trumpet quintet so we can we can hear it and maybe the magic will spread maybe one day you know jeff bezos will uh solve we'll some stuff food on all of us yeah from a rocket a penis rocket yeah or a penis drone so what's it sound like You think it worked? It must have worked. Am I the only one here? Hello? Hello? Ah. I don't know what happened there. I was uh, talking to myself briefly. Yeah, I, I just, it all went to silence. We were listening to the horns, and then it went to silence. Oh, oh. I could learn uh, how yeah, to I use think... this freaking mute button for once. Ah, uh, nice. I think you <laughs> everybody. There you go. Well, maybe the magic worked. Maybe that's what the, the magic did. Oh, it did. It, it sent a ripple through the fabric. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I know it. I know it. And uh, I got one last clip from this guy, and it's the, it's the conclusion for this uh, this magic in music here. So yeah, hopefully hopefully that uh, that nice dissonant trumpet music worked. Oh, and by the way, I thought it was interesting that he he wrote it for trumpets that were in the key of C instead of B flat, which is a common trumpet. Uh, a C trumpet mm. is not that common at all. Mm. I don't know what the purpose was. Maybe he's just not a trumpet player, and it's easier to read the music that way. Who knows? It's it's but, a flex. Uh, maybe it is. Just one half step up from the from the standard. It's like it's like writing something in C sharp on a piano, you know. So I think he was just yeah. lazy. He didn't want to transpose from C to B flat. Oh, well, that's easier too. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, here's his uh, here's his conclusion. Now, after creating the sigil and now. casting it out into the internet, now. Will Mr. Bezos wake up tomorrow Execute morning and suddenly 66. decide he's going to end world hunger? Well, I don't know. I hope so. But even if he never sees this video, maybe it'll mean something to somebody else. And then maybe they will go out and create their own work of art that totally transforms another person's worldview. There can be so much power in a small, self-contained work of art. And while you can use that power to speak for the common good, there are also those who will twist it to take advantage of people. So if artists want to change the world for the better, maybe what we should be doing is creating new symbols and new anthems for people to get behind, making songs, poems, paintings, books, and gestures, and dream worlds that wake people up and inspire them to work towards the good of all humankind.
And who knows what'll happen next? I mean, it would be a real shame, wouldn't it, if all of a sudden all the musicians on the internet started creating their own musical sigils, compelling the richest man in the world to stop abusing his workers, redistribute his wealth, and, you know, end poverty. Look at this communist fucking That'd be bullshit. Awful, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was the thing. And I left it in there just, uh, just because. It's funny. It's like, okay, make Jeff Bezos what? pay a billion dollars to feed the world like how it's just yeah how this guy this guy anyway i, li- I like i like the kind of his jig except for just that one part it's just it's bizarre oh, yeah yeah i'd like the subject matter but yeah redistribute their wealth and solve world problems yeah okay yeah okay. oh we just get jeff bezos to fix world hunger like okay yeah money <laughs> What's your money plan? doesn't necessarily like just throwing money at something doesn't fix the problem yeah, no. you have to actually the have the infrastructure to make all this stuff happen. Yeah, and the people yeah. will run it, and forever, also. Yeah, it's great. What what, what a time! What a time to be alive. I uh, I did do the exercise myself. I didn't use any phrase about Jeff Bezos. My phrase was "break the spells that bind." I just uh, thought that'd Ooh. be kind of kind of fun. And so I crossed out mm-hmm. all the letters mm-hmm. that repeated. I'm left with R K P I N D, which, according to the chart, that gives me uh, these notes here: uh, an F sharp, a D, a G, a C sharp, a G sharp, and then another G. And it goes like this: it would be. No wait, that's a G sharp. Oh, do you feel the magic there? Mm. If you give it a swing beat. The binding spells are leaving my body. I can feel it. Right now, yeah. That's spooky as shit, my man. It is kind of spooky. I didn't do any fancy uh, extrapolation of chords or anything from it, but I I could, I guess, if I put it in the key of G. Well, don't tell Lance about what you did there. Oh, no, I won't. John taught me. John Lance Todd. Yeah. Lance. <laughs> do, do we have any theories as to why he referred to himself as Lance? No, that's that's the weirdest thing. Yeah. I was Googling John Todd and I couldn't, I had Googled John Todd Lance and not, maybe I should have took that go to, I don't know. And he's, he up. was born as someone else, right? They say that. He's like, he's born as John Leibowitz or whatever, whatever his original name was. Yeah, Lance and Leibowitz. And that was Todd. Todd Leibowitz. John Todd. I I love guys with with two first names. You know, you just know not to. Oh, trust you know them what? No, I ju- I just I just realized. Okay, Wikipedia has the answer. I don't know where. I don't know why I didn't see this before. Oh my! John God. Todd Collins, conspiracy theorist. John Todd Collins, also known as Lance Collins. Lance oh. Collins. So they say it on the Wikipedia. Well, very yeah. well. Reddit did not it's come up with the results that Wikipedia had. Yeah, well, Reddit. I just clicked the Reddit, Reddit link. Fucking <laughs> limited. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I got some. I have plenty more clips, but I think I got all my good ones out of the way. I don't think I need to go into much else. We've been going for a while. You guys have anything else we pressing before we uh, wrap this puppy up? No, I used put all little, my good clips too. Put a little bow on it. 
Yeah. yeah, I brought up Goethe. That's all I really wanted to do. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, of course, uh, people can catch uh, Lavish on Behind the Screams every Monday night, 1030 Eastern. That's right. That's right. And then right before, you can catch Fletcher on Hog Story. Catch him if you can. Yeah. Monday and Thursday and sometimes other days. And many other days as well. Check it out. Hashtag Any day that ends in a Y. It's a oh, Monday. Loveislit.com. That's right. Hogstory.net. .net. It's .com. Or .com. Yeah. It's got all of them now. They've got the whole, they gave it the Carnegie, uh, what is it called? The vertical integration. They've bought the mm. entire domain fucking it's, spreadsheet. I believe that's also known as full spectrum dominance. Yes. It's, uh, it's 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 in order to accommodate uh, the many rows of teats. <laughs> the hog teats. Yeah, the hog teats. I love me some teeties. Mm. Who doesn't? Who well, doesn't? I guess uh, in summary, we can go around in a circle and just uh, maybe just give us a summarizing thought. My thought would be don't sell your soul to, to the devil for any reason for music or any other reason, unless you really want to. That's my PSA. My parting thought is follow your heart. And if your heart leads you down the path of doing this stuff, then you're a bad person. (laughs) My final thought would be do it. (laughs) She's a devil. That one. What? Mm. I said she's the devil, that lady cop. Oh. Yeah, I guess. So what you in for, brother? Eternity. Ooh. That's a long time. Must have did some really bad shit. Yeah. I sold my soul. Hope you got something good for it. Matter of fact, I got nothing for it. Well, that's a really bad deal if you ask me. Well, I'm not asking you. Doesn't really matter, though. Can't sell your soul anyway. Oh, really? Why do you say that? It doesn't really belong to you in the first place. No way, no how. So who does it belong to? Belongs to God. That universal spirit that animates and binds all things in existence. Devil gonna try to confuse you. But that's a gig. But in the end, you're gonna see clear to who and what you are and what you're here to do. Now, you're gonna make some mistakes along the way everybody does. But if you just open up your heart, and open up your mind. You get it. Who are you? Just a friend, brother. Just a really good friend.
abs and a six pack. A B S N A six the number P A C K dot com. They start taking you on these crazy uh, party trips, and it's, it's called the Pandora box. And why? It's, while it's called the Pandora box, it's called because. Everybody that's like a masquerade, and sometimes they don't have masks on, but sometimes they do. And you have a – I've said this in many of my blogs before, but let's just bring it up to par, right? They have masks on. They have androgynous there. They have she-he's. They have women dressed like men. I mean, you name it, it's there, and it's all the top Hollywood actors, models, singers, hip-hoppers. You name it, it's there, and they could be dressed in a disguise, so she was exposed to that. My God, I can't believe it. I can't be a part of that. Oh, what what you mean you can't be a part of it? If you want your check, you want this Hollywood life, you would be a part of it, and you're not going to share these secrets. She thinks about that. She cried a little bit. They always cry, right? So she said, okay. She goes to this Pandora box, drogynous on her, man on her, woman on her. That's nothing, right? She's thinking, I got that over with. So she didn't think it was nothing. She didn't really have to do nothing but mingle, kiss a little. She's used to kissing women. Here's the kicker. The three producers, the headliners, the guy who make Hollywood runs like it does, right, bring her to the upper penthouse tomorrow. So she's thinking she's getting ready to sign a contract. No, they want to pop her in her ass. Well, how did it go, man? How's your career going? Oh, I can tell you right now, baby, everything's gravy. There's been a lot of people that's got their letters on the fly, and they read all the, the you know the literature to have them in a nice little room or a sweet hotel. It's real elegant. They do it really nice, and they let you read that letter, and they tell you what you think. I ain't got no problem with this. Okay, sign right here. Now, that's the beginning of the rituals of everything that's to come for you. All the doors going to open for you. All the doors are opening. He ain't ready for what they're going to hit him with. We want you to meet some friends, okay? I want you to take it personal because we know that you, you're about your business and you know how to make that dollar. We just, it's all business. Don't take it personal when you see what's up, right? They take him in this room and there'd be three, four dudes on another guy. And he may know the, he may know that dude in the business, they say, what you're about to see, nobody else knows. This is part of the ritual. You are not to speak about this. You're seeing these dudes, transsexual, transgender, and they're all, like, lapping this one cat, right? That's the first test to see if you're going to buck. Why I'm telling you that? Because that's the first thing they did to cat. They took cat to all these private parties. Cat couldn't believe what he was seeing. Cat rebelled. Usually before they want to take you to the next level, they say, let's see what he's going to think when we take him here. A lot of dudes like, you know what? Fuck that. I ain't got shit to do with me. It's all about the money. Well, it ain't all about the money because now what you saw done to that guy, it's your turn. And you're going to say, they're going to, hey, come on up in here. No, man, I ain't down for that. Well, do you think we're going to keep paying you $5 million a year? Do you think you're going to be honest on BET? Do you really think we're going to keep putting your name in lights? This is read the paper, man. Read, read the letter we gave you. See the letter we gave you, right? Stop bullshitting. Get, you're going to do everything that we just did to him. Either you do or we're going to break you. What you mean you're going to break him? We're going to take all your money out your account. Oh, man, this bullshit. I got my rights. Nigga, you ain't got no motherfucking rights. We run this bitch. We, we decide who's going to be a star, who ain't going to be a star, who's going to be rich, who's going to be poor. Nigga, we do all of those things. 
ain't nobody no fucking star. We decide who gonna be a star, who gonna be president, and etc. That's where we, that's who we are. Now you know. Now you open. Now you see. Now you see that this shit ain't about no American Idol. This shit is deeper than American Idol. This is what you asked for. So what is it gonna be, man? Come on, man. All of y'all. So he's already thinking about it. So he wound up sucking the one dude off. Then he sucked the other dude off. Then he sucked the other dude off. Now they vaseline him up and pop him in his ass. And you're probably saying that's bullshit. That's the way that shit goes. And then what they do, they videotape the shit. Why 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 would they want to videotape that? Y'all say to sell it later now to keep your mouth closed. If you knew you done took three men up the ass and sucked two off and they're real important men. Now a lot of times what they'll do while they're doing this thing to you, the men won't be recognizable. They'll have either mask on or they'll just have their face blacked out. It's the truth. Why do you think they do it? They put that shit in a special index box because if you get out of line, nigga, they're going to say that you was a homosexual, you was a pedophile, you did things that never got caught, and they're going to put this crazy-ass video on you getting boned by men up your ass and taking sperm all in your face. I'm telling you how it goes. They they let they letting you know he didn't watch watching it's not exempt from getting ran up in his ass either. So a lot of people say, Well, he got shot in his ass, but don't mean he went up. Denzel Washington made twenty five million dollar picture. You can't make that kind of money if somebody ain't blowing you that's of the same sex. I'm just letting y'all know. Denzel Washington does not get a pass. Nobody in Hollywood gets a pass. And especially no Denzel Washington. With Will Smith. Will Smith had a relationship with Bina Medina. Bina Medina ran the uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Bina Medina went up to Will Smith so much, Will Smith should be his wife. Okay? Quincy Jones did pop him, fool. He did pop him. Bina Medina had him, too. Every t- they're all part of the same rituals, man. It's just not no one-man thing. They pass you around just like a little woman. If you want to go in Hollywood, it's just not going to be one guy get you. They're going to pass you around, all of them. Because it's from one, it, it escalates from one step to the other. It's one, two. I don't give a damn. It's never over. Every time you do something, it's not like, okay, it's done. You did it the first time. Now what you want to do? The, the the sky's the limit. Nah. You wanna you want a cologne line, a perfume line? Okay, it take you back to that room and do it all over again. That's why they have rituals. If if a, if a mason who's moving higher up in a mason brotherhood, he has a daughter. He knows the rules. Somebody in the brotherhood wants your daughter. She could be 12, 13 years old. You try to persuade your daughter to have sex with him so he can be, be, be with her and have a child with her. And he said, will you sit down with Ted? And so I sat over with Ted Kennedy. He's sitting right next to me. Mm-hmm. And Ted and I are, you know, he's just joking. He said, George, you're going to love this job. You're really good with money. We're going to send you out to all the state Democratic functions to raise money for the National Democratic Party. And he said, you're going to meet some real foxy ladies. And just then... My daughter walked in. Mm-hmm. Ted looked at her and he says, wow, I want to go to bed with that. I says, no, you don't, Ted. That's my daughter and she's 14. And his response to me was, I don't care. Okay, so anyway, back to the female. Because they do the men bad, but they do the women work. Do the women better because the women got more holes, more holes to insert. And then they have the women. You got some freaky women in the business. Oh, let's not even talk about Queen Latifah. So they dogged her too. 
But did y'all know that Queen Latifah also initiate women before they go to the next level? But she puts on a strap-on. Let's talk about Monster Ball. Monster Ball, Holly Berry was, um, if y'all saw the film, Holly Berry was butt naked. When they did that film, Willie Bob Thornton went up and for real. That was a real scene when she was talking about make me feel good. That was a real scene, yo. That was a real scene getting down. They did not fake that. They gave her Academy Award because she did a great job for the sisterhood. They didn't give her a good. They didn't give her that award because she was just so of a dominant actress. That that role was degrading. When they say, if this was so of a great role for Holly Berry, why come they didn't give her Tom Cruise? Huh? Why they Why come they didn't give her a man, uh, uh, George Clooney, right? Who that dude that uh, Angela, um, Angelina Jolie married to? Brad Pitt. Why can't they let her sleep with Brad Pitt in that scene? Because those men, of a, they have a higher statue. That's an American white man for white women. They wouldn't dare let some men with that statue sleep with Holly Berry because Holly Berry is degrading to them. So they go get a country-ass hit like Billy Bob Thornton and say, you run up in them. Y'all feel how it goes. So even though it's supposed to be a huge role, they still cut you down. See, because everything that you ask for, every time they take you to another level, they want to pop you again. And remember what I said, they call it gravy. That's gravy because they know that you paid your dues to get where you at. And when they have them Academy Awards, they just pretty much plan with each other. Like, uh, let's give uh, let's give Alicia something. She's been a good whore for the last four years. Let's give her one. <laughs> It's sad, man. There's a thing, there's a porno site called Ghetto Gaggers. Now, I want to throw this at Israel. Where do you think they got the terminology Ghetto Gaggers from? Now, walk with me when I'm talking to you. I'm not telling you to go there to try to get off. I'm trying to tell you there's a concept behind the terminology Ghetto Gaggers, okay? The way that they brutalize them women, with men penises and the way they dog them out and make them throw up on themselves, that is exactly what goes on behind the door. So you ask yourself, I thought they just made us some stuff to so it would be gross and, and get some money. What you all don't understand, a lot of these producers that's in the porno business, they're friends with these so-called Jewish men in Hollywood, with these hit makers. Did you all know that? It's humiliation. Did you, I mean, come on, walk with me, man. A lot of those dudes that do porno movies, they go to the green door. They go to the Pandora's box. They are invited to these shows. Did y'all understand? When they get ready to break Fantasia in, somebody was there. You get it? That was in the porn industry. When they got ready to break Alicia Keys in, somebody in the porn industry was there. Because every time they break these new black women in, they dog them. And they dog them bad. Man, they have three or four penises in their women's mouth, anus, everything that they, any hole they can put in, that's what they do. And that's how they came up with the concept, ghetto gaggers. What people don't understand, that really goes on in Hollywood, how they do that black woman in order for her to go to the next level. It just done ran Tony Braxton out of her damn mind. She's shaving the side of her head like that woman who drink blood. The last woman who did that was Cassie. 
and Cassie is gone. Cassie is uh, P. Diddy's slave. Did y'all know that? She is his slave. Oh, yes, she is. Every time you see Cassie with P. Diddy, she got her head down. She's carrying bags. She's the mop-up girl. When P. Diddy want to impress him, he's bringing on, he let Cassie go down on him. He let that dude pop in the butt, and P. Diddy sit back and masturbate while she's being ran in by his partners. Did y'all know that? I'm telling y'all some true Hollywood insider, brother. It gets down like that. That's the way they roll. And if you're a woman, especially if you're a sister, you come in with all that attitude, they're gonna and they're gonna turn, they're gonna rip you apart. The first thing they're gonna do is break you. They're putting it right in your face, like, okay, we worship the devil. We we you know we we down with the bowfulman. Okay, we we do lesbians and gay and you know we do a little something. something. What? What's it gonna do? What? Because you know why they're so bold with their truth? Because they know majority of the people in society are so dumbfounded and so beat down on these jobs that they'll take anything. And they do not have your best intentions. Like I told you in the early segment, they have to keep negativity, negative energy to make money. If everybody's happy, people are going to start thinking. Okay. People are going to start thinking. If people start thinking, then people start asking questions. And then when they start asking questions, the questions can't be answered. Now you got a society of people waking up. They can't have that. 